What a start to the audio. I'm not editing that out. Where did you escape from, Luke? I went to went to the escape in uh, Nashville. Yeah, <laughs> the escape from Memphis. <laughs> um, no, My captors. He ran through a field with his chain gang, trying to catch the train, and there was guys with dogs and cowboy hats chasing after him. And then the hobos on the train gave him the shirt, and they're like, "You did it!" <laughs> no, <Noah>. you escaped. <laughs> We actually, I went to this escape room with my roommate because uh, over this past weekend, he proposed to his girlfriend and they are now engaged. Whoa. So yeah. I am now looking for roommates if anyone is uh, interested. It's true. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Enter our Instagram context <laughs> contest to be Luke's new roommate <laughs> at SideQuest underscore podcast. Yeah, we'll see where, who, who BJ chooses, mom or dad. <laughs> <laughs> I get him on weekends. No, but... uh. Yeah, that was actually really fun. We went to an escape room. It was like an like we got, it was like this art exhibit. Like we get to had to had to steal like a, a priceless art piece or whatever. And we were all it was all cool. Cause okay, was, but what about the escape room though? <laughs> Matt, you don't have to say that out loud. I'm Fuck sorry. off. Uh, but no, like it, it was really fucking fun. It was a bunch of old church friends that I haven't I haven't seen in a long while. Um, and we we went did this whole thing. Uh, probably my favorite part was was someone got like the clue that like opened the fucking wall up, so like an entire wall just moved. We're all like going, "Holy fuck, they can do that here!" It was so fun. We need to go to escape room. That'd be so uh, my fun. My cousins own like a like a chain of those in California, and I don't know. I was like, "That's an interesting thing to have a chain of." The thing is, they they asked us ahead of time, like, "Have you done this one before?" And we're like, "No, we've never done it." And like, I'm assuming they have a way to like you know, see that too. So like, cause I, they don't want people just coming in doing the same one over and over again and trying like to beat their time. Cause at some point it's like speed run. <laughs> yeah. Speed run the escape, the room, escape rooms. What's up guys. All right. Today I'm trying the, uh, the heist speed run, sir. There are no cameras allowed in the, in the simulation. They, yeah. They're now, re- see if I uh, go up to this wall and at the exact right frame, I do uh, this kind of roll. I'll be able to clip through the wall. <laughs> How the fuck did he do that? <laughs> Jeremy, get in there. Get the keys. <laughs> Bro, that'd be so fun. Could you imagine being the guy on the fucking, like, what? What the fuck? We're switching camera F. The- How did he get through the fucking wall? He appears behind him. He's like, I escaped. And see, <laughs> but and you see, won't. I lose my fucking mind. See, now if I open this chest and press the pause menu at the exact same time, I can access anything in the inventory. What does he mean? <laughs> what does he mean? He just reaches out of nowhere and pulls the key to one of the clues. He's like, what the fuck? <laughs> Everybody out. There's a fire drill. Come on. <laughs> Just, it's it's three like escape room employees just going over the footage. Just like how the fuck did he? Three do that? college teenagers that are severely underpaid to deal with this. No, it was really fun though. And then the the engagement party was the next day on that Saturday. And oh, so this uh, was recently. This was literally like the past few days. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um. So that was Friday night, which he hid from his uh, fiance because. The whole because pl- one of his friends escaped from marriage. Yeah, he um one of his from friends commitment. was flying in. <laughs> he escaped to commitment. Yeah, <laughs> one of his friends that was like lives in New York now flew in, and it was one of those things where, uh, 
<laughs> Escape from New York. What, what if, what if, it, like at the end of it, he disappears <laughs> and then it, like, a, like confetti goes off and a sign unrolls and goes like, "We're breaking up." Oh, <laughs> oh my god! And then he's like, it cuts to him running down the street. Have you seen that video of the guy um, that's watching the bridesmaids catching the bouquet? And then the girl catches it and turns and looks at him, and he jumps over the yes. table and just it's Terminator so sprints funny. through this field. Holy fuck! Oh my oh. gosh! No, but it was it was honestly really sweet. And then I, you know, they came by to the to back to his parents' house. So they had like the party. They had a whole dessert truck. We got like this little sandwich. It was a, it was really nice. Dope. And uh, it was really cute seeing it because she had no idea that the party was happening. She had no idea the proposal was happening that day. It was a whole thing. Uh, and then they they came back to the house. Pretty confident move to throw a party well, after an engagement. Well, so the thing is, imagine if it had gone bad. Yeah. Well, no, we, I made that joke for like a week and hit at his expense. But the whole thing is, they had they have already, they have been talking about marriage for a minute now. That's the kind of the thing is that she's of the mindset that a proposal shouldn't be like a complete surprise. Like, oh, I don't even know what's coming. It's like, oh, you know what's coming, just you don't know when, right? Mm-hmm. She, because cause her thing is like, yeah, what if I said no and he had like planned a whole thing? And I, I had to it's sit like th- sex, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I, I don't want to just come unexpectedly. I want to know that I'm gonna about to come. Yeah, of course. But, um, <laughs> so the party was great because she sees all of us, like all, all the friends and like Jace's family. And it's like, she's crying. She's like, oh, you guys, you shouldn't have any. He goes, here, I got more people in the house. We she's didn't. Like, These are cardboard cutouts. <laughs> <laughs> no, but what made it, what was the sweetest thing was when she went in, all of her family was in the house and like you, I could see through the window. Cause like we were all kind of like, let her have her moment. She was crying. It was so beautiful. But it was it was such a really fun party. Everybody was was just having fun, and it was just like yeah, you know, love is. You, you see these two, you're like, love is real. Damn, that's kind of that's kind of fire. And then then I went home, and, then, and I was like, damn, I'm sad. You watch Cyberpunk Edge Runners, and you're like, love is meaningless. Love is fleeting. <laughs> love is fleeting. It's never gonna work out, and I should just die alone. Bro, that that song. Someone someone did like the you know like the swipe on the beat thing on TikTok, and it got to it was the face of a. Uh, Oh fuck! Uh, what was his name? The uh, the big uh, dude who was like David's surrogate Maine? father, Maine. It was him with all the blood, and it was playing the the song like during the desert scene. It was just him staring at me, and I was like, "Fuck, I'm sad." Like that legit ruined my day the other day. I was like, "Damn!" And I thought about the main like episode for fucking the entire work day. <sighs> that shit hit me. But yeah, uh, That's what that shirt's about. Yeah, I hey, went uh, to an escape DJ. room. Saturday, you working? Saturday, uh, let me double check that real quick. Because I think we're going to try to have a little Halloween thing. I'm so down for that. I I want you to wear a costume because you didn't wear a Hawaiian shirt to my birthday party. Well, I didn't wear a Hawaiian (laughs) shirt because I'm always the guy in the Hawaiian shirt. (laughs) No, that's me. That's why everyone dressed up. (laughs) I know. I did it in defiance because you (laughs) jacked my steez. (laughs) Uh, I do work three to eleven on Saturday, but I'll just call out. Fuck it. Okay. Fuck it. Yeah. Um, I'm BJ. not alone that day, so hey, there'll be somebody there. Uh, what are you doing on either Thursday or Friday? Uh, Welcome to BJ's schedule. Yeah. I just <laughs> was thinking about that. Well, because I'm I'm asking because like, do you would you want to go like fix our masks? I'm off on Friday. That would probably be a good. Okay. Day to do af- it. All right. That'll give you time to sleep. BJ slept through that day. Well, he slept through, well, and then a storm through, happened. And then the biggest storm yeah. in like ten years happened. I know. I like, dude. Uh, I do Luke, and I was like, get to your apartment now, dude. Will, no. Uh, texted me. Was like, are you guys okay? And I was like, 
I mean, it, it kind of is raining a little bit. It was we were fine here. Kevin, he uh, he was working through some stuff with uh, about Lou and his future and that stuff, and he just put on uh, swim trunks and then grabbed one of those red chairs <laughs> and put it out in the middle of the yard and just sat in there. And I was like, "You should have filmed that for TikTok." I should have, and then put the edge runners. <laughs> Yeah. No, that that's what that's. What I, and then I felt so bad. I, I, I Carmen was like, I come out of the be, the bedroom with my uh, sweat trunks on, and I was like, I'm just gonna go sit with him for a little bit. I think he just. And I, all I did, I went out there. And I just put my head, my hand on his shoulder, and I just was there. And I was like, I love you, man. And I went back inside. <laughs> and uh, I knew that meant a lot to him. Obligation cause... fulfilled. Get me a towel, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but it wasn't that bad here. But apparently in Franklin, it was crazy. It was really fucking bad at my house. Like, it, we're it, surrounded by trees. So limbs were literally flying <laughs> across my field of vision. I've My dog was laying on the porch, and I was like, get the fuck in here. So he came in, and then I was like, all right, we're going downstairs. I scooped up my cats. I ushered Dutch down the stairs, and then I just sat down there and played Yakuza for like an hour and a half. It, it was funny because like the the I I was out doing just some like you know errand running because I was like ah oh, fuck it if we're gonna meet BJ might as well just meet him already out there, and I had gotten the like warning uh, while I was in Barnes and Noble and I texted BJ like hey it seems to be storming pretty bad which is probably not and he's like yeah you should get home, and so I start driving home I'm like yeah whatever and then as I get on Mac Hatcher it slowly just starts to get worse and worse. A tidal wave of water well, approaches the car. To the point where I'm driving and I cannot see two feet in front of my That's fucking wild, car. Dude. And I check on, on online and like the line where the tornado is supposed to be around is like fucking five feet from my car. Do you remember it would be crazy if it showed it on Google Maps, like <laughs> intersecting where your icon for your car was. <laughs> it's like the Fortnite map of like the goo tornado or whatever yeah. coming at me. You, you look at your phone and then you look up and you're like, you're in the air. It's like <laughs> twirling around. Storm circle approaching. Bro, I was legitimately terrified. And I'm like texting Beach. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck to do. And he's like, pull over somewhere. I'm like, Dude, I'm on. The, uh, I'm on fuck. Like, I'm like, I'm on Mac Hatcher. There's nowhere to pull over. Like, what the fuck do I do? Remember the uh, tornado that like took out the Nissan factory? Mm -hmm. Like all the windows on there were all blown out from that tornado. Yep. And then like two years later, we had that one that actually landed in through Nashville, and that was a pretty big deal. Yeah, there was a skate shop up there that got pretty badly fucked up, but really? they uh, they opened up after about about another year after that. So, and then there was the bomb that went off in Nashville. Remember that on shit? Christmas Day, and then nobody knew what was going on because everyone that I knew cell phones were just dead because of that. Dude, it was, and what was really kind of not too scary, but it was weird because Kevin and I would go to that. Because it was on the corner of the Hooters and Rocket Fizz, and we would go into Rocket Fizz all the time, even though we like hadn't been in Nashville in like three months. It just was weird somewhere that I'd been. I mean, it, it didn't open back up because they're like, it's a total loss. It's like, yeah, and uh, yeah, we go in there all the time, and it was just destroyed the front the front part of that. Uh, not not the same thing, but like I remember when uh, this was like I think mid pandemic. And the the Chinese buffet that I was went to, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they stopped serving my favorite meal, bats. No, <laughs> yeah, the no, but like the, I remember walking up on my break on lunch one day, and I was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna get me some good Chinese food." Pull, oh. pull in, and there's a sign on the door that just says, "Hey, is it the due one to the?" It was one by Staples. And oh no, I was thinking there's one in downtown Franklin that was across the street from AutoZone. 
that whole shopping area just got demolished. No, uh, the it was the one over by uh, Joanne's and Dick's Sporting Goods. Yeah. Oh. There's the staples over there, the Kroger and Panera Bread yeah, yeah. in that like section. And uh, I literally walked up to the door, and there's a sign. It's like, hey, just due to the nature of the pandemic. And they even put on there, and it's just like, apparently they got called names and stuff, and like people didn't want well, Obviously, one, being a buffet didn't help. But two, apparently being Chinese didn't fucking help either. And so it oh. was just like, oh, here we go. And so they had to shut down, and I was like, fuck. I, uh, I'll tell you a story, because... After the podcast, because literally the whole thing would have to be bleeped out. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, so I'm not even going to say anything, because if I mention one thing, it'll immediately have to be bleeped out. Hell uh, but yeah. I'll tell you after about about people being horrible to Chinese people uh, that I know uh, that has to do with the pandemic. Um, but People yeah. just going in the street and calling people, bleep this out, bleep this out, bleep this out, bleep this out. <laughs> <sighs> oh, well. All right, I'm setting a two-hour timer so you can tell us just in case you forget. Perfect. <laughs> it's uh, it's not that crazy. I mean, actually, I mean, it's crazy enough no, that I'm gonna have I'd have to work on my editing skills a lot. No, it, it, it's it's wild that even. Make happened. sure you bleep out that incredibly racist thing I just said. <laughs> Got you, dude. Uh, so Chainsaw Man, we just uh, watched episode three, and it was. They don't miss. Mappa is been continuing. I think it was a, a, it was the best episode. Uh, we got some great Definitely. fighting. Great dingy moments. Great, great, oh, that the fucking moment where he's like, that fucking devil. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and Power's just, oh, He's <laughs> 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 like, oh my god. <laughs> and then that end credit scene was oh, incredible. Fuck. Yeah. It's my favorite ending so far. It's definitely like top three moments of that episode has is just the end credit scene. It yeah. is, but it is, it's from Max. The artist is Maximum the Hormone, the guys who did Death Note opening two. The so one that's you, that heavy metal. Yes. Mm, so, but then how they, they intercut with angelic worship, like sounding shit when Makima's was there Makima and Denji worshiping her. And then just back to just some normal anime esque yeah, opening yeah, stuff. Yeah, it transitions it, from like being crazy and the whole time trippy. It's like trippy, then angelic, and then normal anime. Like That ending is like. The summation of all of Chainsaw Man, yeah, because it's like, okay, they're in some really rough, fucked up, weird shit, and then it's like, okay, and then they're on their days off, they're just grocery shopping, you know, buying stuff, making funny jokes, and it's like, all right, back into the shit. <laughs> I I love this. I we got a fucking amazing fight with the bat I, devil. I would love. I, I haven't even looked up at all. Uh, people. Like reaction, reacting, reacting. Oh, I have. I would love to see also people that have never, especially once we get into uh, like around chat or volume eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's when we get into like a assa- or assassin, the arc, assassin arc to the darkness devil, to the darkness devil, to gun devil. Well, to- is gun devil eight or nine? Because nine, I think, is when the gun double stuff starts. Yeah, yeah, so nine and ten, eight yeah, yeah, to like eight, nine to oh, eleven. Eight, oh yeah, eight that to eleven is gonna be like, fire. I mean, I couldn't. I, I didn't. I didn't stop reading during that because yeah, you get the assassin arc, then you get all the shit with Gun Devil, then you get to see Makima, and then you get Aki, and then it's just crazy. Bro, that little bit with Angel too, like, like that, like little sequence is so for, it's forgettable for a lot of people just because like I hope they do the flashback for Angel. Yeah, because that's really does it. You know, obviously, people listening, spoilers. Um, do we get? Is does Aki get? the time devil's powers before or after they go into the hotel room that's like after after because it's, Aki was like it's I after was... the Himeno moment 
Okay. That was why after, he did it. That's after it. all that shit with the the double D, um, Makima's like, all of your devils have abandoned you. They don't want to fuck with you anymore because of all that shit you just went through. You need to make some new contracts. That's right. You need some more power. Um, and the whole thing is the what is it the Eternity Devil, right? Or what is it called? Yeah, time, the time. Yeah, it's Eternity. Yeah, yeah, and it, or whatever that it's not Eternity Devil. That's yeah. Um, the whatever Future Devil. Future Devil. He uh, his whole thing is dude, like, yeah, let yeah, me. I, he goes, dude, like, you're I'll, fucked. You can have it for free. Literally, was like, I just I let just me see live in your eye and see how. And he's just, literally like, I want to see this shit because holy fuck, dog, this is gonna fucking suck for you. And you're like, bro. Damn. That's, that's I love like, that panel where it's like the destroyed uh, city, and then one of the um, the light posts and is standing the devil. Yeah, he's standing up there. So fucking cool. It is so, and he's like, because then you're like, oh my god, it's happening right now. Shout out to the the future devil in the opening, just kind of doing this little dance in that trippy section, and uh-huh. then and then goes right to Katana Man with the swinging like pendulums. I'm like, uh-huh. fuck, the opening's fucking cool. I like that a lot of the opening is like <clears throat> just general stuff that isn't in the manga i really enjoy that because it's like if you put too much in that then people are gonna know oh dude yeah. bleach is opening straight up spoils like future shit that's not gonna be in this first like arc i hate when they fucking do that that's why i like the first opening of naruto so much is because it's just like okay it's just the three of them yeah, walking dude and then- wait you haven't you're not uh i'm not gonna spo- never mind i don't know how far you are in shippuden uh, I mean, I know uh, everything that happens. Well, you do. I don't think he does. No, I haven't because yeah. I, I still, you know, with everything going on. You can you can skip I all that still, filler, so you're good. I know, I know. I, I just need to skip everything. I just need to finish Retrieval Arc. Um, Which is Retrieval is so arc. fucking good. Yeah. I, know, I mean, it, it just, I think the, the episode that I watched you were before watching was the a flashback episode about Itachi. Because I know the, um, the episode you and me were watching was when Lee was fighting and then Gar Oh, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm now, it was like the first episode of Naruto and Sasuke standing off like on on the two sides mm-hmm. and then it cuts into the next episode which is all backstory backstory about Itachi and then I think that was that was it and so yeah. I just need to finish that fight and then I'll just I'll go right I think it's open I think it's the opening best fight in OG Naruto I think it's opening it. four that pretty much spoils the whole I don't know the Hidon Shikamaru stuff where you're like oh okay I see where that's going the fourth Hokage episode where they uh Give that Ruchimaru, uh, where he fights. Is it the fourth? The third. 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 When he fights, that's a pretty good. We get uh, him with his monkey summon. Yeah. Um. I. And then you get the uh, the, the first two Hokage showing death up and the uh, the Death Reaper. Jutsu. That was really fucking cool. I know. Even though they they literally that took like it took thirteen two. episodes. Yeah. It was <laughs> he's long. Just like, he's there and he's like. Ugh, uh. It's literally it like just goes back and forth like this for six hours of content. <laughs> it's so, I was like, it's come li- on! <laughs> it's literally Kakashi and Guy are fighting. All right, let's go to Naruto, and they're going through the forest. That's why I love through. like. And then let's go back to the guy. All right, the sword's still going through. So go- okay, let's go back to Naruto. All right, sick. All right, is, is he dead yet? No, he's not. Okay, go back to Naruto. That's why I, <laughs> I like constantly. I like these newer animes that don't fucking do that. The, Even though Brotherhood is, like, I guess, I mean, because Brotherhood is 2012, so I technically count it as newer. newer and they don't like, do that because Brotherhood, there's not again, there's, Brotherhood there's not a filler. There's not a filler episode. There's not episodes where you're like, we're like one motion that would have been 30 seconds or a minute fight. I mean, say what you will, like it or not, Brotherhood changed the landscape of anime with the way that it's structured because they're just like, okay, let's just follow the fucking manga. Yeah. Which, before that, it was like, okay, we gotta keep this shit going as long as possible. Mm -hmm. 
And that's where we get, yeah, these, like, animes that are, you know, Edge Runners, 10 episodes, and you're like, this is amazing. To be fair, I would have been down for, like, two or four four more episodes of just David doing shit. Clearly. But, like, yeah, no, I get you with, like, 10 episodes being perfect. I mean, fucking Castlevania just being, the first season being four episodes. And it's like, all right, we told the story, and if this does good, we're getting to season two. Yeah. All right, season two, six episodes. All right, I'm like, cool. Season three, uh, eight. BJ, where are we at on that countdown? It must be, like... 40, it was 52, so it must be let like me, 47, 40, let me no, check 45. It. Has the behlet, dude, has like, is it the egg or is it is it the actual face behlet? It's, it's Griffiths where it's hanging off the chain. And so with the, all the, 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 all the parts, parts that are like dude, around the dude, egg. Dude, if, if one of those eyes opens up, holy fire. shit, dude. No, uh, I loved. I loved when when in the. Uh... Oh, by the way, all of our viewers, I read the first arc. Yeah, so now uh, that he... evening, I read <laughs> all of it. It was like one in the morning, and I good I, first arc. I I finished it, and I was like, it all makes sense now because then I listened back to that podcast, and I was like, I was so lost. I was yeah, it was crazy. I love listening back and like BJ saying shit, and I'm like, uh-huh, also yeah, shit that. with uh, Apocalypse wasn't was it was a great little even though it's not canon, it was a great little yeah. It, it was just like he like went into the town. He you know the per, there was a pervy girl. The guy wanted the pervy girl that his dad like sold him to. Then then he defeats him, and then but he's like, I'll only I'm not defeating this because I I'm trying to help you guys out. I'm only doing it because he's impossible, <laughs> and. uh and then she's like, ah, oh, give me your eye mask. And then he gives it to her. <laughs> and that was it. And I was like, okay, dope. And then all the shit with Puck makes sense, even though he's still a dick to Puck. And I don't like it because Puck's awesome. But that changes over time. And where... I mean, it, where understandably, because the- Puck is like is like 100% good. And a, 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 because and that's what's really nice about that I like in this, how they... They, with like any sort of story, um, how you have characters balancing out each other. I mean, that's like everything about a good character dynamic between all the other characters, you know, with like Joel and Ellie, you know, it's these two sides of like everything that, that equals out. And so it makes so much sense that Guts is just like, is, has been so scarred by everything and his only thing to live for is is revenge on is killing Griffith and and that you have then Puck who's not a, a human and because she's not a human and she is just pure good essentially and I don't know anything yet but that's like the dynamic I get is that you know she's not going to be like even though Guts burns her all the time she's just good and she stays good and it's just like it's just you know if it was a normal human they'd be like all right well fu- actually fuck you I'm never coming back but since Puck is just like, is just good to the core, she's like, all right, I, I'm gonna keep on hanging around you, cuts, and I'm gonna keep on healing you. And uh, <clears throat> you, you're getting very close to the moment where it kind of switches. Yeah. Where guts is like, I can't keep living like this, and from that point on, it's just I, I, even more incredible shit. I keep saying this is where you get into the good shit when it comes to Berserk, but it's, it keeps getting better and better and better. Incredible, and yeah, it just so, goes up. It's and up so and good. Up. Again, I, it's is you know this is almost becoming the Berserk Chainsaw Man podcast. A lot because, of because a lot every of, every week we can we talk about Chainsaw Man, and every week we talk about Berserk. 
Hey, I get my little bleach moments in. Let me have this. Yeah, well, yeah, you know, just give us a sec. We're almost done. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's that's what I love about Berserk is that like there really isn't like a plateau of quality. It just continuously each arc, you're like fucking shit, holy fuck, mm-hmm. keeps going, keeps going, keeps going, and then you're just like, this is great. This is like one I, of the best manga of all time. Now I'm I am excited, yeah, for because from what BJ has has kind of alluded to is that he gets his like you know the, his whole cast his crew and i'm assuming casca casca is a part of that kind of because i don't want her to be f- fucked up the whole time i want them back together like normal but i feel like it might be there's like those cheesy love stories where like the the wife gets into a car accident and forgets who the husband is and the husband like has to win her back but she doesn't want to be with him at first because she's like well i don't have any memories of our relationship look just let me put it, <laughs> let me put this in perspective for you don't ever expect good things out of berserk because holy fuck it's depressing i know yeah i know especially uh, you you, you, get, you get... even the new stuff after uh the uh, kentaro died uh the new stuff is brutal because they're like gut still gets fucked over. Yeah. It, it's to the point where like I swear to God, the like Kentaro and now this new guy are just torture porn people because it's like holy fuck, it's just sad, depressing, and you're like man, if I was guts, I would have killed myself long ago. Now, do you think here? Here's an interesting question. Do you think that there's masochists or say, uh, or what's the other Masochist one? Masochists love pain. It's sa- sa- Satanist? Satanist. Not love- Satanist, but yeah. Satan. Satan. Whatever. S A D O S. Sadists. Sadists. Sadists like to. Satan. So do you think that they like making the readers feel pain, or do you think that they write it because they like to write guts? You know, that's that's an interesting. I think the reason they write it is to put you in the the headspace of guts which I definitely completely sympathize with at every point in the manga pretty much because every time Guts is pissed off or he's like you can't fucking come with me I'm like yeah absolutely not <laughs> it's, it is so interesting because like even though he's like as I've been, I was saying he's like a dick to Puck and everybody else at least in this moment it makes so much sense uh, we're down to 45 days, 16 hours, and 52 Can I minutes. see the, the picture? I think it's about the same still. Yeah. But, what's uh, the What's the website? Because I was looking it up while I was driving the other day. It's I was like, I should probably... Berserk-me.com. Okay. I'm, I honestly hope that's just an anime, an, an anime announcement. Because, like, it's been so long. You have to do it. Like, I know you have the Golden Age Memorial Edition, but no, fuck you. Reanimate the whole Nobody Berserk. Nobody wants that. Give us yeah. something good. And start it, not like how Matt started it. Start it from the, you know. I'm sorry, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just love in the long ass Berserk talk last week. It's like me and BJ, like, yeah, when he fucks the demon, it's like, yeah, that be. And, and then you're like, what? I was listening to it like two days ago. I was like, hearing you say, like, and then fucking he sees Griffith, and I was like, oh my God, what the heck? And then that stuck with me. I was like, okay, that's when I knew. That I had not read this. I was like, he summons the God Hand and Griffiths there, and he tries to kill him. I was like, hold on a fucking minute. That's huge. That it's been two, like, you know, by that time it would have been like two years, like a year, a year maybe. Yeah, and uh, I mean, it was brutal. And then you actually the because after the when the eclipse happens, he, Griffiths doesn't really talk too much. He like. He's like he just he just says I sac- yeah yeah so he's like I sacrifice everybody 
and uh, and then he doesn't say anything, at, and he just fucks Casca uh, with like the most stoic ass. You know, he's just emotionless, and uh, and then uh, yeah. So then when you actually he sees him and he like is talking to him and he's like, "You puny like human." worthless like i am so far above you like i have reached godhood like i'm like <sighs> fucking kill him and then he he like he gets his ass beat and he still like gets like so close to me he shoots his hand cannon right at yep. and he, and it doesn't doesn't do nothing to him and i'm like this is this is so he how is he going to how is he going to kill him? because he's got to you'll see very soon mm, how uh he gets his is chance once again does he get some armor? Is that dude? I can't wait him for it. He he gets the armor after what you're about to read. Okay, but uh, I think I'm at like a hundred and something right now. I'm in the isn't middle. Is it three hundred and forty? I think we're at. I think we're at like three thirty. So okay. I'm where I'm at right now. Yeah, three thirty six. I think was the, you were you were right about Misty Valley, but I was in the beginning of it where they come to the town, all the yeah. fairies. I didn't know that all of those, I thought they were just bugs. Cause that's what guts is saying. I didn't realize there were the children that were being taken. Yep. And so now I'm at the point where he like takes the girl hostage just to get out of town. Yeah. And then he's on the road to Misty Valley, to Misty Valley. And I think that's in three chapters. And then, yeah, the girl's like, take me with you. You're very close to conviction. I, Con- conviction is, uh, how do I put this? Uh, Eclipse Part Two. No way. Yeah, that actually is. Yeah, that's a very good way of saying that. Yeah. Wait, you? How much have you read? I I caught up, or I got to. Have you met Shirk? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> I I stopped when when he died. I stopped reading because I was like, damn, I don't know if I want to continue if it's not gonna finish. And then when it was when it was like, oh, so that's around like three hundred. Yeah, I got. I want to say I was at where you are when he died. And then I was like, oh, damn, I don't want to go on. And then they were like, oh, no, they're going to redo. They're going to keep going. And I was like, okay, cool. I'll finish it. Have you seen uh, Lady Farness yet? I don't think so. Okay. That's that's going to be a big kicker for you, I think. Cool. Yeah. Her, her armor, um, this isn't much of a spoiler, but yeah. she wears this like golden armor with wings on the helmet. And uh, it's literally Elden Ring just <laughs> took that design. Yep. And... <laughs> put it in as like the final boss Elden Ring completely is just so we really like Berserk you find Guts's sword I remember somebody I watched a video of somebody who was like Guts builds is OP BJ BJ uh, Liddy was at my house and told me where to find Guts's sword I still sword haven't played it. it and I'm I was I, underleveled and I sprinted through this yeah. area just to get the sword <laughs> he did I the think, same thing as I could get it I think now that I got this dope ass PC I need to Elden Ring is definitely one I would recommend. It's because I remember when I mean, we were both playing it uh, at the same Souls time. Style game I've played is Sekiro, right? No. Oh wait, what? Oh Jedi, Fall, yeah, Fallen Fall Order, Order, yeah. Um, and that's not even. I mean, it's the same style. It, like, well, it's the, the game, combat it's is game, similar. It's game combat. mechanics. That's the same. Yeah, but it's not anything like. But Elden Ring does the most to change that up. Mm-hmm. Like it's. It's more a Breath of the Wild type of thing. But really fucking hard. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, some of the bosses will fuck you up. But, like, just roaming around the open world after you get the horse, pretty simple stuff. Yeah. Which, by the way, make sure when you die and get sent back to a checkpoint, there's this blue lady. You have to talk to her because you'll get the horse. If you don't talk to her, you ain't getting no fucking horse. 
That blue lady is the best lady in the game, by the way. You can marry her. Whoa. That's the best ending. <laughs> yep. Whoa. I got that one, and then I didn't play it again. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, when I when I finished, I got that one. Just was like, nah, because I have you're to tired do it. of punching yourself in the forehead. I didn't do it as much with Elden Ring. But, as uh, much. <laughs> there was one point where uh, underneath the Golden City, um, you go all the way down, and then there's like this dark priest that you have to fight in a very enclosed space. And uh, he can, in the room that he's in, he can kind of do this move where he just covers from corner to corner and he can get you wherever you are. Um, and that really pissed me off. So I did punch myself in the face a couple times there. But uh, most of the rest of the game, I was just like, okay, I'm so close. I can do this. But uh, yeah, incredible game. I think it's Rodon, Rodon, right? What is his name? <coughs> Why am I seeing Rodon and then uh, the fucking the lady where it's all the bitches lying on the ground and you f- you beat her the first time then she stands up and is in like a fucking moon encased ar- arena that's not Radon that's uh well no Radon's the guy who flies in cause it's the festival of Radon yeah the, the fucking moon lady was the first boss that really fucking hit me to where I was like I hate this game yeah uh Renea I think yeah but uh I remember coming over and being like okay this is what you have to do and we like did some old school NES Show me how to beat this big bro. Well, it, shit. it was funny because you you went here. I'm gonna find you some good armor, and we just you just went through all these like different play like different ways to get like armor. And I think we we recorded and you had and we had to come here, and so I was like, all right, cool, whatever. And then that night when I went back home, I finally beat it because I was like, all right, I got the armor, I've got the new sword. I'm like, I'm set. So I finally kicked her ass, and I was like, thank God. Fuck yeah. And then I think yeah, Rodon was next, right? Uh, I mean, you can do you can do those interchangeably. Yeah, um, I did Rodon next. Yeah, I I think I did Rodon first, and then went to her, and then by the time I was able to kill Rodon, I was like, "You're nothing to me." Rodon was the fucking worst because like I remember like that thing is because you're coming. The whole thing is the festival of Rodon is you got to fight this bitch. There's a bunch of people, and then all of a sudden you just see a fucking comet, and you're like, "Oh, okay, cool." And then it just starts getting closer, and you're like, "Oh shit, what?" And that's Rodon. It's the fucking coolest thing, but if you're not careful, it kills you, and you're, I'm like, what the fuck happened? Yep. It's really cool. Hey, why have I been seeing all of this Modern Warfare to... Because the campaign is campaign. out. The okay. campaign is out. The multiplayer comes out this weekend. The 12th. No. This this weekend? Yeah. I hear the campaign's... The campaign is apparently the best Call of Duty campaign in years. And then and then Donkey puts out a video. Not a very high bar. Uh, no. Shitting on it. Uh immediately <laughs> donkey uh, the thing with donkey is like i'm gonna be shit on the things that he likes and sometimes yeah. i can't tell yeah that's it the thing is donkey has notoriously been like i don't like fps's and he doesn't like i'm JRPGs. really excited for well, that his, that's uh, the thing about donkey he shits on every xenoblade game when it comes out but he has footage from the very end of the game that i'm like so you hate it but you played 120 hours to get to the end and beat it <laughs> he donkey Reminds me of the type of person where it's like, I feel like he did it out of spite. So you could tell people, I beat it. I did the thing. You, I got to the part you said or is the he good is part. he's just like the ultimate game reviewer. And he's like, I'm going to fucking finish it. That, no matter what. And I'm going to do all the side quests no matter what. Just because. That also makes a lot yeah. of sense for him. Dude, I can't, I'm pretty excited for his little developer, game developer studio. Big, yeah, big I, mode. I, uh, I'm very excited to see what they do. Because I know he knows good gameplay. So, whatever I mean, we're probably going to get games. What was that one? Uh, Celeste. 
Mm. We're going to get like games like Celeste or Cuphead out of it, you know? Yeah. Like some of those really great indie games that have are just like quality. I I love cuz like Donkey even if you don't agree with him, especially when it's a, well, a review, not just a funny like yeah. haha video. He is very eloquent in his points. Where even if it's something that you would disagree with, you go, "I okay, I see why he doesn't like this." Cuz like he's never just like this shit sucks cuz I hate it. It's usually like cuz like he he talked he's talked about Persona Five before where it's like I hate anime shit and I hate JRPGs yet I fucking love Persona Five. You just picked that up, didn't you? Oh, uh, on the Switch, yeah. Yeah, I have not touched it. Have you picked it up yet? Nope. But you're probably going to. I'm probably going to. Even though you have a Steam Deck. I I mean I've I've talked about it for years, so I feel obligated to. But uh, <laughs> he's gonna play it on the Steam Deck. We got to figure out how to do Xbox because I really want to play Grounded. I have it downloaded. It's it's crossplay. He can just download it on Steam and we can all play together. Yeah, I just probably need to get some plugins to run it. But okay. uh, yeah. yeah, I just need Let's to get buy that work everything. But um, we we got to move on from all this tangential shit because we have news stories and other things to talk about. And BJ really wants to talk about Yakuza. Yeah, I really want to talk about Yakuza. I finished it. But um, first news story: uh, Bayonetta is a liar. <laughs> Yeah, okay, so anyone who has not uh, kept up with it, Helena Taylor, the voice of Bayonetta, came out with a couple like videos pretty much saying, hey, uh, Platinum Games didn't pay me what I was owed. They, she, her, her response was that she was getting paid $4,000 for the whole project. That was, her, that was her original statement. Now, whether she worded that weird or whatever, everybody walked away with with saying, "Damn, she got paid four thousand. That sucks," and she never corrected anybody. So everybody's sitting there saying, "Yo, fuck Platinum, boycott Bayonetta. This shit sucks." We saw people like literally posting that they canceled their pre-orders and everything, which ripped to those people because you just lost out on a fucking cool collector's edition. But I I digress. Yeah. So then it comes out later that Hideki Kami. <laughs> Just says the wildest shit. Like, hey, he, like, I know he's a smartass or whatever, but he was not helping the situation at all. He literally, he said, uh, all this stuff is lies. Don't forget, do not forget my rules. And then fucking not deletes his Twitter, but pr- privates it. I, I'm still, I still see everything that he posts because I've been following him for years and I've never interacted with him because I so, don't want to be. One well, of those. so the only re- the reason he'll block you, by the way, is if you speak English. Yeah, you know, I found that out. Yeah, exactly. He, if you if you speak English at him, he will block you. But um, so all this happens. Old it's Japanese like, oh, fuck. All this shit happens. Or he got to gazimasu. <laughs> Itadakimasu. Moshi mosh. Moshi mosh. You say the same shit over and over again, just hope seeing if he'll like be like, "Oh, he's cool." When he blocks me, I have to send him a telegram that says, "Go meet Asai." <laughs> but um, so we get through it. Jennifer, uh, so Jennifer Hale, the voice actress of Female Shepherd in Mass Effect, Cinderella in the old Cinderella animated movies, uh, she's been she's been in a lot of shit. She was then said, "Hey, I'm the replacement," and that made people freak the fuck out because it's like, wait. Why would you, you know, pay her four thousand for the whole game when Jennifer Hale is a more expensive voice actress? So people were like, "What the fuck is going on?" So it at that point it, it looked like, "Oh, Platinum didn't want her in the game." So everybody's like, "Well, shit, what the fuck is okay?" So Platinum just does didn't want to pay her what she's owed, or they just didn't want her. So instead of being, 
hey, you're fired. They were like, they did a weird workaround. So she'd quit or something. So everybody's like, well, oh, fuck Platinum. Then Jason Schreier put out an article that was corroborated by like 10 other people that said, hey, Platinum Games originally offered her like 1500 And then the new VA came out with a bunch of statements claiming, you know, everything that actually happened. And then Platinum finally made a statement that was just like, yeah, we agree. <laughs> and that was it. That's all they've said about it. So pretty much, uh, I would recommend going to watch uh, Moist Critical's video on this, because he did a whole thing where he's talking about the whole drama situation. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Moist Critical. We're here to talk about Bayonetta. Well, he, he did that, but he, he showed his live stream that he he was doing it on, and he was like literally going through all the tweets he put out, all the old videos, all the information that he was... It was like the most in-depth I have had heard about this whole travesty up until this point. And uh, pretty much, yeah, she got offered way more money that was actually, like, she was getting paid more than, like, the developers. Yeah. So, like, and and she was like, hey, I want to get paid six figures and residuals because she felt that's what she deserved because Bayonetta as a franchise is, what was it, what'd she say? It was, like, four billion or four, whatever was it? She claimed it was, like, four point something, (laughs) like, million or billion dollars or whatever the fuck it was. Saying that, oh, I should, I'm the one who brought Bayonetta to life. I should get the money. Except that Bayonetta could be completely unvoiced and have the same impact that it does now. Yeah, so then she put out a bunch of tweets pretty much saying that the articles were right. Yet she still doubled down saying, I deserve more money. The articles were right, but I am right more than them. Yeah, so it's this whole fucking nightmarish thing. And apparently people came out with like... A bunch of like, oh, uh, Helena Taylor might be, might not like trans people. And then people put out that Jennifer Hale was said some really autistic, like, problematic shit. Like, she was saying some about autism. Do you autism. mean autistic or Artist. problematic against Yeah, autistic. that's what I meant, yeah. Art- artistic. Art- no, like, art- I'm, I'm trying to, because, like, I couldn't say race. Like, I don't know what, or I guess ableist. Would that be what it is for autistic people, or is it? Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, so ableist shit. That's what I was trying to say, because, like, in my head I'm thinking, well, racist, racism, sexist. Like, I was like, what's Well, the- I think that this whole situation is autistic, and I will be buying Bayonetta 3. <laughs> oh, I'm buying Bayonetta 3 for sure. The re- Have you seen the reviews? Dude, 87s. I, I knew it was going to be great. Uh, words to live by. Um, these hoes ain't loyal, okay? Facts. Facts. All right. Also, do Preach. not, to anyone who, like, is is going online and reading articles, don't just jump to conclusions from the first thing you see. Because case in point, Helena Taylor was a fucking liar. And everybody jumped to her defense immediately. It's a dangerous the, mindset. How the internet works these days is if anybody has done anything, ho- like, any, has done, has messed up once has made a mistake in their life once straight to jail <laughs> straight to jail if, if if somebody says something that's false on the internet even if it put, was 15 you, years ago but also if you just say that somebody did something and it's not true you got everyone believes it it's just uh the internet's an awful place i i was more upset not even at, at helena taylor i don't give a fuck if she wanted money was that she started a really good conversation about, yeah, voice actors should be paid more, but then she's a liar, so now there are a lot because of people... she was getting paid more the whole time. Dude, and you lied. know what's really funny, though, is like people like Matt Mercer had like stayed like pretty quiet this whole time, because I'm pretty sure they were like all in the loop of... Like, well, because they make... Because all the... Case in point, the critical role people, cast. one, they're all unionized, so they're, they work for a union, and then two, they make most of their money from fucking critical role now... 
that literally, like, case in point, Matt yeah, Mercer literally, just I mean, kind of does did, voice acting when he wants to. Off of royalties, dude. I remember what, when I was going through uh, um, Campaign 1, and they were like, oh my gosh, we have 250 subs- like subscribers. Uh, or what is it? Like, when people do, like, a gift subs. Like, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, like, they, they, they have, this many people have, like, subbed. Uh, to only 250, and they were, like, so excited. They, like, like had this whole, like, mini celebration, like, during the ad break of, like, 250. It's great to watch that journey of someone that you've I been mean, watching for remember so when all when all of the, uh, when Twitch got, like, all the amount that people got paid got leaked? Yep. Yeah. And it was, like, Critical Role is the top paid Twitch. Um, it was, like, Critical Role's up there. Wasn't it XQC's up there? Ludwig was up there. Um... Uh, I think Ninja was... Ninja's still up there. Yeah. He makes a lot. Even Shroud. though he's kind of... He's, he's falling of... off a lot, but he at this point, he just doesn't care. Because his whole thing is he just wants to... like. Because if you see his content now versus like at his prime when he's on like doing all the t- on TV interviews and everything, it was very... like his, Which is ironic to say, but his Fortnite playing was very corporate. Now he doesn't give a fuck. He just play. You can tell he's very more relaxed. He's just playing a game yeah. and people are watching him. And he's like, cool. I mean, he's still good. Oh no, he's like that's yeah. the thing. People watch him because he's good at the game. Uh-huh. Like even like when Halo came out, he jumped onto Halo Infinite too, and it was like, oh shit, right? He's not just good at Fortnite; he's good at FPSs. At games, yeah. And it's like cool. So like he's a good he like and he played Halo competitively like Dude, way I back think, in the day. So, yeah. I don't know about the longevity of Twitch these Ab- days. Oh, yeah, it's fucking it's, dying. It's going downhill. It Everyone's is. jumping ship to stream on YouTube now. And as much as I actually do hate corporate YouTube. Um, they fucking suck. They they have like you know their select people that they give a shit about, and then everyone else can get fucked. Their rules are so like they're so hypocritical about rules. But from from everything that I've heard, the streaming side of things is the total opposite of that. Like even back when Etika was still doing his thing, like he would have trouble arise. He would call like his representative or whatever, and then they would get it taken care of the next day. So I, I don't know if that's changed. But I mean, but. one thing that I do appreciate about YouTube gaming and is is like how much they pay out to their to the streamers. Yeah, um, they pay out really well. Didn't they so go? That's... Aren't they going back to the seventy thirty for Twitch or whatever it was? Because because I mean, it, it was fifty fifty for a certain amount of people, like the top whatever. And now it's going like across the board. It's like seventy thirty. No, it went from seventy thirty now to fifty fifty. Oh right, that was it. Yeah, never mind. Because that's why it was, it's an outrage, and, and and it's still happening. But people like because fucking nude cycle news, the nude cycles. No, the news cycles. You know, Matt's you got some nude cycles. Yeah, ba- <laughs> Matt's got some nude cycles on his computer. Has uh, you know, after a day, you know, a couple of days, people forgotten about it. But it, what, I think how it worked was like. After the first couple months, it was seventy thirty. Well, it's it's but also then after like, you know, after uh, X amount of time, it went to fifty fifty. Well, I think I think it's also whatever contracts people have signed is what they're gonna keep with until they have to either sign another contract or just go independent. Because like, if you sign a contract for the, 70/30, I don't know too many people that are re-upping their contracts. Almost every like big person, if, when they're like their contracts up. They go to YouTube games. They either go to or, YouTube or they just stay independent and just kind of rely on everywhere. subs. Yeah, yeah. There's I have stuff on tic- to- TikTok, on Facebook, on YouTube, wherever, just to put it up everywhere. I know Facebook was is. I don't think they're trying as hard anymore, but they were really they were throwing a lot of money. They up, got toast. They got disguised toast. That was like their big one they got for a while. Yeah, they threw a lot of money at a couple people. They were like, "Please, for the love of God, we need somebody on Facebook." Gaming. Speaking of Facebook throwing money at things and then abandoning them. 
Uh, second news story. Quest. The Oculus Quest Pro. Is $1,400. And they didn't show a single fucking game for it. It's so not It's mix- not for gaming. They want you to be able to turn a sneaker in virtual reality for your well, office it's, it's workers. It's mixed reality. Yeah, so you can have your computer open, work on your computer, and then have a virtual workspace behind it. And they're they're pushing so hard for it to be, oh, this is for work. You want to use this to be you know, do your creative work in your design shop or whatever. Dude, I fuck off. No one is going to use that. I so my uncle he works um, for um, a arts art college in mm-hmm. Pasadena. Um. And he works in the automotive department, and they're like amazing. They like they help like one of the guys that was like an alumni like help design the Cybertruck. Like they make big moves. Like they're awesome. And he like every year throws these amazing car shows that kind of like show off like that you know promote. But so the art, this art center has some really amazing uh, their car thing about car design and stuff like that. Uh, they his work gave him a, a quest too or a meta quest too. And he was like, "I've never used. I've used this once in like the three years that I've had." And that's this. that's the two. <laughs> that's not the fifteen hundred dollar model. Yeah. They're expecting you to buy and for a conference room, people. Yeah, and so he's like, "I've only used this, like, literally only once." Uh, and uh, he's like, "I could have, you know, it just was pointless uh, to try to do that." The whole point of the quest, right? Was the idea that it was the more affordable way to get into VR. Yeah, it's affordable, untethered VR that you don't have to have a high-end PC to play. And there's appeal to that. Like, I have one, Matt has one. But, to be honest, though, with my PC, I was able to, like, take everything. Because yeah. I was able to do the Air Link, I was like, I can now play Steam VR games. I can play all these other games, and now they look fantastic. But, like, that that's another good thing about the Quest 2. It's affordable, it. and it can still do that if you have the higher end yeah, stuff. Yeah, and yeah, you don't need it. And there's, I mean, I think one of the best titles is the Resident uh, RE4. Yeah, they, they rebuilt it from the ground up. I mean, it's and, awesome. Uh, did Here's, you hear that they're uh, bringing Iron Man VR to it now? No. Yeah, that's going to be a really cool that thing. That apparently has been pretty good on the PS4, so... Putting on another VR set's gonna be great. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's some other fun indie games. I mean, I mean, most of the games. I mean, almost all the games that are on VR um, are indie games because a lot of these bigger game studios, except for you know who did Konami uh, do RE4? Capcom. Capcom. Yeah. Capcom. Other and than Capcom, Valve did Alex, but that would never run on Quest unless you have. <coughs> PC, true. Which I really want to get into, but it's still kind of it's still kind of finicky. Capcom's always been down for VR stuff because Resident Evil Seven launched with a VR mode for PS4. Resident Evil Eight has a VR mode, and Four gets one. I guarantee you they're gonna somehow implement it to f- the Four remake. Yeah, I mean that would that would be, incredible. or maybe not because that one seems to be all third person. Like, I mean, I I think that they'll do it for Eight at least. <clears throat> And I really want to play the Phasmophobia VR. Well, actually, I don't. I want to get Kevin to, because <laughs> I'm too much of a pussy. That'll be hilarious to see Kevin do, like, a horror game of VR. Dude, I need to... I guess with my 3070 now, I can screen record a lot better. Um, I played uh, RE7 in VR after, like, eight <laughs> times of playing through the story. My buddy got a PlayStation VR that summer, and uh, he... It was me, him, and my buddy Trevor. It was Dustin that got the VR. And uh, we all went over to Trevor's house and set it up. And he was like, you're a big Resident Evil fan. I want you to try this. And even after playing the game like so many times through, 
Playing it in VR was fucking unreal. More terrifying, too. Yeah. Absolutely more terrifying. I remember playing the first time, and then when Mia grabs your ankle on the stairs, I was like, oh, fuck. And then the next, like, seven playthroughs, I was like, all right, she's going to oh, like, grab right my ankle. Oh, like, the beginning where you think Mia's dead. And yeah. Then, and then she comes back to, like, oh, my god. But in VR, I, it was worse than the first time I played it. And she's chasing you with the axe. Mm-hmm. Bro, the one that gets me is, is literally, like, when you open the door for the first time. And she's like coming up the stairs. I, I remember because I, I same thing. I got the to re two with uh, <clears throat> remake the, with uh, what's the tyrant? The, that would be tyrant. fucking horrifying. Would be horrifying. Just anytime. Well, the, the thing that makes a tyrant worse, you get that three D surround and you just hear. <laughs> no, what makes I'm just it, imagining you playing that and then running through the glass door. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen so many of. I love those videos where they like. They, you know, the, kid gets it the for Christmas, plank thing. and then and then the dad <laughs> will get it and uh, dive into their flat screen. <laughs> Yeah, she like, is so playing, funny. Punching, and then all of a sudden they punch out like the TV. <laughs> My favorite was uh, this dude was on it, and he's like punching, and then like turns around like to another person, and either his girlfriend, sister, or mom, or someone's just there laughing, and then he literally just fucking knocks her shit. Like I'm talking a TKO. This motherfucker went down. That- I saw one of those with the kid. So the, the, the guy's playing, the mom's recording, and then like the, the person backs up, and then this you see from like the side, the kid's like, oh okay, like he backed up, so I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna slip by and right as he slips by the kid goes Whoppa! and he hits the kid i mean because the kid's walking this way and so he gives him like a hook to, like right into his face that i've told this story several times but that happened to me playing super hot i was way too into it and i was ignoring boundaries like a motherfucker and i was down like on my back and then i swiveled up to my knee and just did a, the hardest punch that i've ever done in my entire life and I punched the Oak Entertainment Center in my living room. And I was like, fuck, ow! Dude, uh, see that? See how the fan above us only has three of those glass <laughs> things? Uh, that's because I, in, I forget the name of the, the game, but it was like a Call of Duty. It was a shooter. And I had a grenade and I went, whoop, and I did it. And splash and then whoa this game is so realistic <laughs> and then yeah it falls kevin was like what the hell and then carmen it was so funny she comes in and is not like matt are you okay she was like what the fuck did you do and i was like there's glass everywhere and i'm barefoot and they're not gonna be like matt are you okay <laughs> that was the whole thing but uh yeah, but yeah we are quest two good quest pro or whatever don't buy that shit. Especially with such a like price gap, it's that's the problem. Is how so how much of a price hike it is. Well, considering that the quest is like, this is for your kids to be able to play VR chat like they want, and now they're like, put it in your office and turn a sneaker. The the only time that I've ever thought of something like mixed VR being like be able to use it in kind of like a serious way or in a way that's like a long term like. Am I going to sit down at a desk for and do work for two hours? Is um, when Google Glass came out. My aunt, uh, she got into the beta and she got it, and I was like, you know, she they could put prescription lenses into it, and it was dope. And I tried it out, and I was like, okay, this is awesome. You can like take pictures. You can like see notifications. Another idea that a company put a shit ton of time and effort into, and then just abandoned. I have no clue why Google Glass was really dope because it. it and especially for me who has glasses, I'm like, I'm used to wearing glasses all the time. If you just put like a little screen here that shows notifications and I can take pictures, this is fucking awesome. 
And uh, yeah, they dropped it. How was it, by the way? Because like, could you, could you actually read it? Because I know it's stuff being that close to your eyes. Yeah, it was really. It okay. was, I mean, it was. It worked really well. I mean, and I think if they did, I mean, that was like six years ago. Mm-hmm. I uh, it was a while ago when I was working at the upholstery shop. I did a lot of work for Lexus, and um, the newer Lexuses have this thing where it's like a oh, U- on, the, on the on the front window. Yeah, it's like a fucking UI on the front of the window that shows how fast you're going. Like some of them even have like maps that can display. Yeah, oh, it's fuck. crazy. Yeah, I uh, that same uncle. He was like, "Hey, Matt, uh, some people they're doing like test driving for like cars. If you want to come test drive some cars, and they had the like I think it was like the twenty like fourteen Corvette Stingrays, and they're oh. like, and they're like, Ooh. hey, Matt. And I also got to do some Cadillac CTS, like some nice Cadillacs. Um, and he's like, if you want to come test these cars out you're welcome all you need is your license and i was like 17 at the time or like 18 i was like hell yeah and uh they had that same thing where yeah and it's so great because you can be looking at the road and you don't have to look down you never have to take your eyes off the road it's just right there it's so dope and you have the tachometer and the speed and it was i mean it's fucking dope yeah i I love that shit so that makes that's like really sick if there's like if they made it to where it's like an eye tracking thing so if you're staring at the road and you like kind of have to like look over to the like to merge the speedometer and stuff can like move. I mean, with that's it. why, like, That'd be if you sick. did Google Glass and then you somehow integrated it with your, you know, like, because I know actually Apple's supposed to be putting out some glasses in the in the. I think Apple is probably years. the best company to do that because yeah. everything that they make is integrated. Dude, but so, if they had some sort of integrated, because you know, like a lot of these modern cars have Apple Auto. Mm-hmm. If you also had an Apple Auto connect to these glasses that showed your maps. Uh, and everything, you know, it'll just say like in 300 feet, you know, it has a little right turn thing in the name of the street. And then as you get closer, it does that. And then it like flashes something. And that then would be hear. great. Even if you aren't driving. Yeah. Just keep your phone in your pocket. And like, Oh, I can just walk anywhere I want. Yeah. It's uh, I mean, I like it because, but at the same time, like I don't like wearing my Oculus for like more than 45 minutes. Yeah. Um, even when I'm playing like Demio, which is like a game where I can literally just sit down, sit down and, and recline and look up at the ceiling. Yeah, um, yeah, it's just it gets taxing after a we're while. Just, I don't think we're ready for it, and, and I think it's very like it is apparent with like how how the how I think it is kind of dying. Like the meta, the like Oculus Quest is is dying. I mean, when it first came out, everyone was like, "This is amazing." I mean, after RE4, name one game that's come out for it since then. That's like, like a big one, yeah. Yeah, there's nothing. I mean, there's. A, I think there's this Walking Dead game um, that's pretty. Yeah, good. Saints and Sinners. I hear that one's actually pretty good, but and but there's like Contractors, which is like their uh, Call of Duty one. I mean, is kind of fun, but they had this one called Population Zero, which is their like um, battle royale one, and it's just you don't see anything on you know in the news cycles or on TikToks of, of like, this is really cool. And you know, a lot of people are watching it. It, uh, Everything that I see that's VR on TikTok is just fucking either beat saber where someone has strapped the controllers to their feet and playing it in an unconventional way. Or you get the ones where it's like that mixed thing where it's, you actually see the person hitting it and you're like, this is, this is dope. And they have like, I see a lot of those. And then it's just like VR chat bloopers. Yeah. (laughs) I still want to fuck around in VR chat and bully somebody. I, I want to do that with you really bad. we got to get some matching skins and fuck somebody around. But, uh, yeah, 
Oculus Quest Pro, I don't think it's going anywhere. No. And I think it's probably going to get abandoned pretty soon. And, yeah. hey, maybe the Quest 2 will drop in price <laughs> when that comes out, too. But uh, maybe that'll be the only good thing that comes out of it. But, uh, yeah, that's all I had for, for news. I'll just... Can we just jump into what we've been doing? Because I kind of really want to go into what BJ's been doing. I, um, got, I got one. Oh, yeah. That I got to do one bleach and then one other thing. But the, Well, the one thing that I need to talk about that I was mentioning you, Matt. What do you think about the DC movies? It's like Man of Steel to whatever the fuck the most Black Adam. I don't know if you've seen it yet. but They're like, definitely movies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what, what two you, of them are good. I'm trying to Maybe think. three. Did, oh, okay, okay. Did you like the this? Batman? The Batman we all was incredible. Was no, Batman. well, that, I can't speak for you guys. You fell asleep and you. But I've I've watched <laughs> it since, and hey, even when I woke up, I was like, "Damn, this is a great movie." <laughs> hey, even 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 with my bladder about to was, explode, dude, I still was, like the whole. Luke row, was fucking jiving dude, in his seat. The whole show, the whole like half of the movie, the whole row was shaking because he was doing this. He's like. Doing that, he was moving his butt. Well, I, around. Dude, I got to the point where I was sweating. sweating. I like, hated sitting next to you that night. <laughs> I do. I don't fault He's like, you. Let me sleep, man. I felt so bad. Go too. back to bed. I felt so bad too because I'm like, oh, you know, it is whatever. Blah blah blah. And then like, I'm like, I don't want to leave this movie theater because I love this movie. I don't want to miss anything. And I'm like, fuck. You and honestly could have left. Right around, the I could have left the second they started driving their fucking motorcycles well, when they were in the graveyard. Yeah, and then they rode it. Yeah, yeah, you could have left that. That him riding off was fucking five minutes. It was, and yeah, I'm just like, like <laughs> but uh, the Suicide Squad was I thought was also really good. Oh, okay, uh, James yeah, I Gunn's about that one. Um, so what else? The Joker, Joker, oh Joker, mean, um, Joaquin Phoenix, Joaquin Phoenix. Uh, yeah, they they've done some good stuff, and it's usually when they let creatives be creative, right? Um, but they don't want to do that. Now, well, he- well uh, hold on. Well, hold on. So that's the news thing. So apparently, they now have uh, their Kevin Feige-esque thing for the DC Universe. And it's James Gunn and Peter Safran are going to lead the TV, film, and animation division for DC. It's, uh, Peter Safran has worked on some comic movies, but he's going to be the business guy. And they're letting James Gunn director of Guardians of the Galaxy and the Suicide Squad be the creative lead for a DC film. Good. He's, now, he's made the only two like, good Suicide Squad and Peacemaker, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, this is a really hot take, and I think it'll be a hot take for you guys. I think, I think uh, comic movies are falling off, and I think... I mean, I, I definitely agree. But, but not, not, well, also, like, in quality of the movies. I also just think I'm not interested in them anymore. I don't think there's a new. I don't. I mean, other than this Deadpool movie, but that's because it's Wolverine. something that we've been waiting to see. For... It's also Deadpool, which is like has broken the mold. I mean, honestly, like Logan, it's not like you know your traditional. It's not a superhero but movie. That's that's also why I love Peacemaker. Yeah, it's so not much. a superhero movie. It's it's just a science fiction movie. It's a science fiction western. Yeah, and and I I think this this I think after like. Endgame and Infinity War, I, I kind of was like, okay, I think I've had my fill. And like, I, I got the Iron Man arc because I love the Iron Man movies. Uh, you know, there's Winter Soldier. Um, I, I guess. I, mean, I, I, I think really it ended for Thor me movies. after Spider-Man. I mean, after- Tom Holland Spider-Man is really good, but I think I'm just honestly bored. I think I'm done with... And so until somebody really breaks the mold... My I thing is they're not... They're sticking to the safe properties... 
for the most part. Like they're not doing the unconventional shit that I really want to see now. Well, that's my Moon Knight. Is it so fun? That's yeah, Moon Knight I, was I, fun. Okay, I did like because Moon like Knight. that was something different, and they they purposely like they apparently filmed stuff that was supposed to connect it more to the MCU, but they're like, no, no, make it its own standalone. It's in the MCU, yeah. but it's like this doesn't have but to I, connect I to Doctor Strange or Thor or whatever. That, I, it, it was in a way emotionally, not emotionally. Uh, it was a little taxing. Like I'm still like. Uh, well, apparently, I know it's a, not like the pro. I think the problem is the fatigue, right? It's because you're seeing all this superhero shit. Like how many, like how many MCU properties are we getting a fucking year? Like yeah, three movies and three TV shows, and they're all and they're all mid. Shang Chi was good now for, for the yeah, most part. Shang Chi was good. Like half of She Hulk was fine. Well, Shang Chi I think was good because they had such a vision of making it like an old school kung fu movie, and if they continue with that track, then I think Shang Chi will be the best character in their whole lineup but like it's mostly just formulaic bullshit and i the things that i want to see are like fucking spawn and like james gunn's plastic man dude i'd be fucking i'll tell great, you who I, right? I would be excited for again it, yeah luke would disagree with this but i even think i've heard that he might reprise the role is uh keanu reeves constantine i, I that, would fucking love it that would are you kidding me yeah <laughs> I love I that. Like I, that, that movie is not good, but I love it. Like, what, what do you mean? It, that movie's amazing. No, it's not. I it, saw an interview no. where he said that that's the one character that he would love to yes. reprise the most. Oh, speaking of Keanu Reeves, also, did you he, see he that he's Dar- he needs to be uh, Darth Revan? Uh, Keanu Reeves. Yes, did absolutely. You, did you see? Uh, apparently, Keanu Reeves helped write a comic book called Berserker. Yeah, it's getting I, an anime adaption and a live action film. Where Keanu's playing both the live action version of this character because it looks like him, and he's voicing the anime character. But he, he, my hot take though is, is really just fuck them all. Like I'm, I think I'm really over it. And and uh, even I mean, though I liked Moon Knight, I liked the Batman. Batman's a little bit different. It's not superhero. It that especially the it, Batman was the Batman was noir detective. to its fucking yes. core, and, obviously and that's, that's what I want. But it's great. I want like, uh, but but it, I I'm I here. I'll I'll even be more specific. I'm tired of the. Superhero Marvel uh, genre, yeah, that's I, what I'm, I totally agree. I'm the, I'm so done with that. That's why I love Shang Chi so much, is because technically he's a superhero, but really he's, he's just, just really fucking, good at martial arts. He's just fucking in Rush Hour Three. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's kind of why I'm very interested in the DC stuff because to me, that's the difference between like DC comics and Marvel comics is DC comics tend to be more like they treat their heroes like gods, like even Batman is put on a pedestal. Of like, look at this legend of a character. Whereas like, a lot of the Marvel characters are like, oh, they're just like you. They're everyday people. We like, they're super relatable. You go to DC and it's like, this is a billionaire playboy philanthropist who has so much trauma that he dresses up as a bat to fucking fight villains. Here's Superman, an alien who was raised in Kansas. Here's Wonder Woman, an actual demigod. Speaking of Superman, he's back. He's back. He's and, back. But Henry Cavill. Also, I'm happy because I love Henry Cavill. Oh, give him all the shit. I love Uncle Henry Cavill so much. Such and I a love, good man. I love that he's a gamer. He he built his own PC. He he plays Warhammer and yeah, paints, and paints, paints them, the fucking minis. And he plays uh wow, like all of those things. He like the fact that he only missed Superman yeah, yeah, because, yeah, because he was raiding. He, he was ra- and I'm like, okay, well, I just love you, and that's also part of why I love Deadpool. Is obviously Deadpool's are are just so funny, and they're like, fuck you to the. 
but the, the fact to that the it's, comic book Marvel genre. Yeah, but the fact that it's Ryan Reynolds in that role is the most fitting thing since Hugh Jackman is Wolverine. I mean, it's essentially it's it's not Ryan Reynolds playing Deadpool; it's Deadpool playing Ryan Reynolds. Mm-hmm. Exactly, and that's why that's amazing, and we love that. Well, and that that's why I cannot wait for. Hopefully, if DC can get their track record, I think that's going to be what can like. Because no, nothing else is going to do what Marvel did. If DC can do their version of that, I think they're gonna, it won't be nearly as successful as Marvel's. But I think they'll they'll get like a thing where oh it's different enough because already DC characters are different enough that like Batman is going to be more detectivey, more of the noir stuff. Even when he's fighting Clay like Clayface and other shit, it's still more detective thriller. Well, Superman is is like this hopeful superhero and all this stuff. Wonder Woman is more war like in battles and shit. Green Lantern is a space opera. Aquaman obviously has his stuff he can do. <laughs> yeah. Fuck fish and whatnot. Yeah, I mean, look. Hashtag look. the deep. I'm a gay fish. <laughs> look, I mean, it, dude, I, I now, after we've talked, I really get what Martin Scorsese was said is that they're entertainment rides. They're, it's an amusement park it's ride. It's an amusement park yeah. ride, and I'm, I'm over it. I, I want something more substantive. I would like to go on an amusement park ride. I haven't been on one in forever. Dude, yeah. have you ever been to Holiday World? Yeah. I've never been to Holiday World. I've never been. I Apparently, have. like, back in 2011 and 12, it was, like, had everything from, like, the world, the, like, the country's, like, cleanest, like, ride to, like, it, it had a bunch of awards that I had no clue about, like, that it beat Disney and, like, a lot of different things of, like, it also has, like, one of the, the best wooden roller coasters all these other things that i was like apparently holiday world's like lit holiday world was the one place that like the church that i was went to always went to kevin has gone twice he says it's amazing um but i would also like to do that um i also do low-key want to go to disneyland even though it's so fucking expensive i want to get a a lightsaber there i want to go through that whole ritual because that the kid in me wants that so bad even though i don't want to pay 200 dollars for a lightsaber. i want to do that for both the star wars thing and the harry potter shit Oh, I could I could care less. I uh, just to go on a tangent about theme park shit. When I was eighteen, um, I was finally legal to have have sex, and uh, my uh, I, I think I was still in the muscular dystrophy association at this point, and I was talking to someone at one of my appointments, and they were like, "Have you done your make a wish trip yet?" And I was like, "I'm not dying," and they were like, "You don't need to be dying. You just have to have an illness." And I was like, "Are you serious?" So I called Make a Wish, and they were like, "Oh, you have muscular." A lot of roads. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I called Angela White. Thank you. Oh fuck yeah! Uh, <laughs> I wish I had had the foresight to <laughs> to make that connection Riley in Reed? my brain. No, Alexis no. Riley Texas? Riley Reed is mid. What? I, yeah. I go for the unconventional porn stars, but no, um, Angela White's Angela White. It's, it would have been Angela White or uh, Sarah J. But um yeah yeah I'll give you that one yeah I'm definitely gonna get judged for knowing the names of porn stars but hey, uh, I I I knew both of you hey, didn't know Adriana Chechnik who broke her sorry back. that I don't follow I, I've OnlyFans seen her girls since then and very mid not my cup of tea I don't know OnlyFans girls I know porn stars I can't tell you OnlyFans girls but anyway back to my Make a Wish trip. Uh, <laughs> I was 18 and they were like, you're about to age out. You need to call them and get your free shit while you can. So I called Make-A-Wish and I was like, hey, uh, I have muscular dystrophy. Can I get like a wish? And they were like, yeah, we'll come to your house like next week. I was like, sick. So they they come over, they bring me like an iPod. 
And uh, I was like, fucking nice, a free iPod. I'd never owned like an Apple device before wow. this. Yeah. And uh, they were like, so what do you want? And I was like, I don't know. I didn't think I'd get this far. And I was <laughs> like, well, I would like to like go on a vacation with my family. And they were like, Disney World? And I was like, sure. <gasps> so uh, Fuck yeah. I had gone before that, but I, it had been like years. Like I was a kid when I went the first time. And uh the second time that I went, they were like, all right, we'll come back like tomorrow with a folder full or of do you stuff. Think Carmen could with being deaf. She could have <laughs> before 18. But uh, the they came back. They bring me like a folder and they're like, all right, you have like four days at Disney World and then four days or two days at Universal Studios or whatever. And I was like, all right, sick. So they sent us down there. They set us up in this place to stay. Went to Disney World and... Uh, incredible experience but i had never gone to um what's it called the uh universal before mm -hmm. and uh that was an incredible experience in a completely different way like disney world is very like kid friendly but going to universal was very like it's I mean, for they have they have like the fast and furious ride yeah fast and furious they had like a whole theme park based around the simpsons which <laughs> i never thought i'd see and then uh, I got to see all the Harry Potter stuff. And uh, Diagon Alley is an actual location that you can visit. There's, Wait, uh, so when did, how old were you when you went? 18. Okay. I That's was why literally, were, they were like, you got to do it right now. Okay. Yeah, it was the July before I turned 19. Dang. And uh, we went, and I'm walking through the actual Diagon Alley, and I'm looking up at Gringotts Bank, and there's this fucking dragon on top of it that spits fire down at the crowd. And I was like, oh, my God, this is fucking sick. But then we went to Ollivander's Wands, and um, they have these, like, placards that they give you for being a Make-A-Wish kid that lets you just instantly jump to the front of the line anywhere <laughs> you go. And uh, I was like, oh, let's go get a wand. So we're doing all that. And uh, it's like an experience kind of like the, um, the Star Wars thing. But they pull you in, and they do the whole scene from Harry Potter 1 where it's like, oh, that wand just fucked everything up. Let's give you a new one. But they only do it for one person. And they chose my sister uh, because they saw the thing that she was wearing and she was standing in front of me. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, She must have the disability. <laughs> they're like, this one here is clearly the one. She's, she looks like she's dying. Let's, get your, <laughs> but, let's uh, make her wish. The, the cool thing about that is, opposed to the Star Wars thing, if you get selected for that, the wand that they give you is completely unique that you can't buy in a store. Ooh. So that was a really cool experience, and we still have that in my house. And if you take it around town, there you can like flick it at shit. So my sister, um, for her birthday, from multi, she has, oh man, she's got some. We have some really great people uh, in our circle. Um, but one person gifted her um, like a year pass to Universal, and somebody else gave her a year pass to uh, Disneyland. And, she goes all the time. I think she went to Disneyland uh, like three days ago. Damn. I, was like, I mean, she's going all the time. Um, I mean, I'm yeah. So, I'm so happy for her that she's able to do that. And she she has her wand that she takes all the time. And, uh, yeah, Disneyland's great. I went there for my 21st birthday with Carmen. Uh, that was so much fun. My dad, he has, uh, he has like, some great stories back in the day when like the Indiana Jones ride first came out and this is California. So this is not Disney world, Disneyland. Mm. Um, and so he goes and you know, it's, it's a tourist area. So he, he, he would always tell me the story about 
um, on Indiana Jones, he would go and his favorite thing to do would be like find a group of foreigners that were going in that ride. He'd he'd try to get with them like in around their group, and so he'd always ask to sit in the front seat on the driver's <laughs> seat of Indiana Jones. And so he'd get in and he'd like look at everybody. He's like, I need you guys to help me drive this thing. Because you get like those Hummer cars and they're like all like, oh, uh, okay. And so he's like going pretending to drive and all of them are like, go that way. Go, stop, stop. He's like, okay. Oh. And uh, I I did that once or twice. And it's it's just, it's it, that's my favorite ride um, by far. Uh, Indiana Jones. I mean. I, that was like the costume that I always wanted to be, and then my parents were like, "Come on, be an ent." <laughs> <laughs> this is a core memory for you. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, "Come on, let me be Indiana Jones." I think it, I was able to get away with it twice, uh, but every year I was like, "I want to be Indiana Jones." Come on, he's like my hero. <laughs> for, the, for, like, the, for those that not, was me with Harry Potter for like six years when I was a kid. <laughs> for those not in the know, we did a podcast that might not get released, but uh, Matt showed yeah, us. Yeah, I don't know. That's a Patreon. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Matt yeah. showed us a picture of him dressed up as an Ent for was it uh, Halloween? Of course it was. He yeah. looked. He literally looked like. I mean, I was the, a tree. It was the tree from the school plays, like, except for the face of pain that you wore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It 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 literally like looking at that you're like oh this kid's got some trauma I'm like it's to think of some other ones because my parents were like do something fun or creative and the worst part is you met Jacqueline right yeah so Jacqueline would would like it, <laughs> in so many ways like Jacqueline she Jacqueline was always doing well with grades and and getting into good schools and like you know I was always fucking up it sounds like Jacqueline was your Millie to my <laughs> me yeah and. Uh, and so Jacqueline, she would every year she was like doing a pun. So she was like a cracker, you know, the Cracker Jacks, but it was mm-hmm. Cracker Jacqueline. And so they like made a, her as a box of Cracker Jack. Like every year she did some fun punny thing, and my parents were like, "Come on, let's do something fun and creative." I just want to be Indiana Jones. I just want to be Indiana Jones, mom. It's very different from mine. My, one of mine was I was Roxas from Kingdom Hearts, and all I did was just wear black jeans, a black hoodie, and I made my own duct tape Keyblade and was walking around just like da da da, getting trick shot. No one knew what the fuck I was. I wore that to high school once. Ooh. I. Uh, we had like spirit week and it was hero day like dressed as a hero from media uh, Roxas is really and an anti-hero it's I, yeah but I, I put on my actual black trench coat that went down to my ankles fully black clothes and boots and everything and I just was like I'm gonna walk into high school like this with my hood up <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, everybody most of the teachers looked at me with a look of horror and they were like who who are you supposed to be? And I couldn't say like, oh, I'm from this game. They all immediately just thought, oh, you're one of those Columbine kids. <laughs> and I was like, no, I have this giant key that I made out of scrap wood from my dad's shop. See? Ah, for a really big door. <laughs> How fun is that? Yeah, and I was like, you don't fucking get it. But then this one group of kids was like, holy shit, you're Roxas. And I was like, yeah. So that, That's how I felt the whole that day. night when I, one guy was like, you're an ent, aren't you? And I was like, thank, thank you. you. <laughs> I wish I had gotten that when I made that goddamn Professor Layton costume. I <laughs> feel real bad for that one, actually. I was gonna, like, today just show up nonchalantly, completely dressed like Majima to illustrate dude, that I'd finished. That'd be fu- oh, that'd dude, be fucking every, fire. Oh, dude, so at the wedding, it, all of the groomsmen had black suits, and so by the end of it, you know, nobody was wearing their suits, and everyone had 
their thin black ties and white shirts. And I was, I, uh, so many times I was going to be like, I just need to take pictures and be like, bro, something's about to go down. <laughs> <laughs> I think a devil's about to show up. <laughs> Damn. All right, before we got two more things we got to talk about. Yeah. I want to real quick run through Bleach and then BJ. I don't the have re- much to say. The rest of it is yours. Yeah. Um. So this episode of Bleach, we got a really cool fucking power up. Our Nazi, uh, Quincy, they're pretty much based on Nazis. Oh, yeah, right. We don't know. Um. The Quint. The By qu- the way, people, we do know about the Holocaust and Nazis. Uh, this it's is, a Chainsaw Man reference that you Chainsaw anime Man. watchers okay, won't we are, get. We are not ignorant people. Okay. Nazis bad. <laughs> <laughs> we, got, we have to say Nazis bad. I mean, I mean, after all the Kanye West shit, yeah, we need to say, hey, don't worry, we like juice. But um, well, <laughs> oh my gosh, just kidding, <laughs> dude. Fuck Ethan Klein. I'm just gonna say that. Yeah, that was fucked. I, I do not like Ethan Klein very much. I but everyone like that. that works for Ethan Klein is awesome, and I fucking love those guys. But it, like, it, there, and there's so many moments where like I go like, okay, I I think what I need to like when they have all those lawsuits, I go like. Okay, I'm on H3 side, but fuck Ethan. <laughs> yeah, I wish they would do a weekly show where it's Dan leads it, and then it's everybody else except everybody Ethan. but Ethan. I would watch the fuck out of that. Yeah, but um, anyway, new new Bleach episode. It's just continue. The animation quality is still the best. We got some really good callbacks to uh, the 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 war arc, uh, la- the last war arc, I guess. Um, Ichigo is still the goat. He just shows up. Kicks ass and is a bona fide badass. But I'm just a substitute. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and then we got our our real big first piece of new content that is not in the manga, but is like in what should have been in the manga. Uh, Uryu, the Quincy of the show, is like, hey, there was a Quincy who attacked Ichigo uh, back in the first episode. And he's like, and he went to his dad. He's like, do you know about that? And he goes, you don't need to know anything. Just mind your business and so Udio goes digging and he's and he finds out all about the Wanderreich the Sternritter and the person who's listed as his majesty and again his dad says do not go poking around in this you don't need to worry about it just fucking don't and so it's already setting up the plot point later that I, I can't really tell because it's spoilers for those who haven't watched it but they're already adding more to the story that needed to be there because this fucking arc was rushed to all hell at least in the manga but that's because he had health problems but still really cool the next episode the episode ends with the start of the invasion which is probably some of the best bleach shit ever because the first invasion is all fights and people fucking die like they don't shy away from the fact that like because usually in shonen it's like oh well the they bad get guy beat up really badly, yeah. <laughs> and then they're next, they're, then they're in the hospital. Dude, no. So that was one problem with the original Bleach anime is they got a lot of censorship. Every Naruto in the original, yeah, yeah. Uh, the original Bleach Even anime got censored. DBZ. There were so many times where it's like Goku's out of commission. Yeah, He's in, real. there was literally an arc where he was in the hospital and showed up to Namek late because he was just in an iron lung. <laughs> but um, they're not shying away from what the manga does. Uh. Izuru or Kira or whoever his name is in that one, his first show up in the Blood War is he shows up and the Sternritter named Baz B just fucking shoots a hole through his chest and his entire right arm has been removed. Like, he's fucking gone. And they showed it in gruesome detail that this fucker is dead. And it... Oh, I cannot wait for next week's episode because they just set it up going, oh, 
the bad guys are here and they're here to kill. They're here to fuck people up and they end the episode there. And I was like, fuck yes. Ichigo's fighting fighting in Waco Mundo against another Quincy, and then the main Quincy force is, is just immediately invading this whole society. So yeah, Bleach is continuing to be king for me. It's Hell so yeah. fucking good. I'm I'm honestly Monday having Bleach and then Tuesday you guys and Chainsaw Man. I'm like I'm set at the beginning of the weeks. Dude, and with which from your Mercury, Mercury. <laughs> I think which from Mercury comes out on like Fridays. I think yeah, but I like watching it. Oh yeah, especially since BJ's hyped on it. I'm even though I know you're hype on Gundam now, I'm like it's, it's fun that I feel like it, I've never in our friendship. This is the first time BJ's been like hyped for. Some Gundam shit, and that makes me happy. I'm I'm hyped, except for the school aspect. Everything else, yeah, dude. I'm apparently, cool this next episode's pretty good. Okay, so, good. Um, I just want to see the the aftermath of the getting of the proposal. I'm like, I need to see what the fuck happened to that. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, <clears throat> she's I'm just, just building a jump harem. into what I'm I've been doing. Uh, built my PC. Let's throw the, a picture up on the Instagram. Um, it's beautiful. Uh, really. Do you have a good one that you prefer? Wallpaper. No. <laughs> A picture of your PC. <laughs> <laughs> I'll uh, yeah, I'll take I'll take a couple with the the different like because I got some addressable RGB fans. Is there that... are, are there any like spicy vids that, like are that could be t- like TOS for TikTok? We could do that. Where it's like, hey Matt, what are you doing? Uh uh, and like you skip out real fast. Like, you don't, don't show anything. I don't know. <laughs> All the ones that I saw were no, oh no, the ones the, graphic. I, I the ones that he's shown was well, fucked. The whole thing is is this wallpaper engine's great. And it also can combine with the um, the program that I use with Corsair's fan, which is called IQ, and it pretty much syncs all of your R- your RGBs in your PC case. And then all of a sudden, I see that there's a button because I was like, "There's no way that there's not some like actual like spicy things on here." And I do it, and I see all these, and I was like, "It'd be so funny." If I downloaded a bunch, because I I just thought it was hilarious that people would even have these as backgrounds, because all the time people are like, hey, can I use your computer? Or, you know, if my wife was like, hey, I need to do something, can I do that? And I was like, people, there's no way that this is like, people actually use this. And I downloaded all the craziest, most absurd ones I can. Uh, It was the same way with uh, all of my Skyrim mods. Which I've yet, I literally haven't played Skyrim at all. I was just was like, I have a PC now. I can do sex mods, <laughs> and now I can laugh and show Luke and BJ these absurd. The Skyrim ones are more funny than like that because, like, say we will about the some of the the Luke was like, I have. recognize half. Oh no, I recognize a couple of them. Uh, but like, say what you will about those. Those at least are actually anim- animated. You go to Skyrim and it's the fucking jank and shit yeah. of like dude just pile driving and like his balls don't move. They're just static moving. Yeah, it's uh, so I built a PC and it's awesome. It's fucking sick. Because uh, the other one I got was a not a pre-built. It was not one of those like companies that pre-built them. It was a guy. Someone had built it. Yeah, and it was you know relatively cheap. It did it got the job done. But now I was like, I need something that I can pretty much not. If I need to upgrade, I can. Um, but I don't want to upgrade for a really long time, um, especially now that all these like. The new 4000 series uh, had just been released, so all of these GPUs are dropping in price. I was just going to get on that train. I'm going to spend a couple extra, spend some a pretty penny, but I don't think I'm ever going to upgrade this for a while. I mean, literally in all my friend groups, I now actually have like the most powerful full PC. I had a friend, like I was like, hey, you're really knowledgeable. Can you help me? And he said, all right, this is your budget. Here's everything and that you need. And I was like, 
okay. And I ordered everything except for... Didn't you go pay. past your budget just a little bit? Uh, yeah, with a couple things. I um, spent extra on this case because he gave me a really basic one. And I was like, I really like Corsairs. They have a great program. Uh, it's called IQ. I, oh, yeah. I just said IQ. Uh, does a really nice uh, RGB app that works with everything. Um, and it's a really nice case, white case. Um, so I spent a little bit on that. And I recently bought um, some more, uh, some better RAM. Because right now I only have 16 gigs, which are two of the eight gigabyte sticks. And I was like, actually, I'm going to just get 64. So I got two... Uh, not 64. I'm going to get 32, two 16 gigabyte Rams that are also RGB addressable. And I was like, okay, that's, that's as much as I'm spending some extra. Um, I've read Berserk and, uh, playing Gundam Evolution and it's pretty sick. I played a little bit of that before BJ I like got watching here. the, uh, Matt streamed it for us on Discord and I really liked the way it looked. It gave me the feeling that I had playing Overwatch 1 that I can never feel again. That's right. I uh, I, I got let, to play a little bit. Matt, let me play it when I got over here while I'm waiting for you to get here. And he was and like, can I use the controller? And I was like, I doubt it. And then he grabs the controller, up the controller and turned moved it, it on and even all of the icons it automaps. It literally automaps. just switched like from the, the EF and whatever else. It literally just switched to, to icons of buttons. And I that was like, means that when I put it on my Steam Deck, it'll do the same thing. It, it was fucking go. So that was really that that game is fun. I I I found at least so far I was doing really well with both Bar- Barbados and the sniper. Mm-hmm. I, when I was the sniper in that second round, I, there was a point where it said five kill streak, and I was like, "Let's fucking go!" What I realized though about this one, which is a little bit different than Overwatch, is is because there's not like default support characters. So, you you ev- you're everyone's really um, aggressive. Well, just, no, ev- yeah. you're really like fragile. Yeah, like so you just can't like be pushing all the time. If you're gonna do it, it, it yeah. You, well, you can't, can't be pushing if your whole team is pushing with all the speediest Gundams like yeah, zipping you, around. You have yeah. to, you have to be like taking pop shots, going back and forth, strafing around corners. And I like that because there are times in Overwatch where someone will pick like Moira and someone else and just not heal. Oh yeah, yeah, Moira, the best DPS character in the game. I I always played Moira. And there were rounds where I would consistently get five golds because I was healing and doing the damage. Dude, but also, you know, I uh, my favorite tank was Sigma in Overwatch the one, and I'd also he's Ligma. Ri- uh, he's That's really good as a them. DPS uh, as well, and at the same time, I could just also just be a tank and 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 use my throw up that the the shield wall, and I'd protect myself and maybe some other people. But I was like, I can just be a tank, and the queue, I won't have to wait in like a. 30 minute queue yeah you might get a loot box just for playing yeah, i mean you can also do the same with roadhog uh but he's a little bit different but yeah, uh, his healing is very specifically just for himself yes uh, so anyways but that's what i've been doing i i'm really though i'm here to to listen to bj's take on yakuza mm. all right bj go all right so <laughs> I've, I've probably mentioned this a couple of times but i'm a huge sega fan um the genesis is arguably my favorite console uh, as far as just the games that are on it go, um, and I've I've been playing I've been a huge Sonic fanboy since forever. Uh, those of you who've listened to the first couple episodes definitely know that. Very excited for Frontiers, and uh, Luke has been telling me forever to play Yakuza. And uh, this I, was this has been a different situation than like the Xenoblade stuff because when he forced me to buy Xenoblade Two and play it. <laughs> 
Uh, this is one where I've just been offhandedly saying, you would like Yakuza, or you'd like Judgment. You would like these games. And he's like, yeah, I probably would, and just then didn't play them. Well, the the problem is the oh, form yeah. factor in which I had to play them. And also, his first time playing Yakuza was six, and he got the, the fucking that's, whiskey glasses. That's true. I've told that story on here a couple of times, where the first one that I bought was six, and I had no fucking idea what was going on. And there's literally an hour and a half Metal Gear Solid 4 cutscene at the very beginning. Yep. Where uh, I bought the special edition. And the special editions of Yakuza always come with some crazy shit. But this one came with um, a set of whiskey glasses and whiskey stones that are themed after the whole Yakuza thing. So they're like glass etched glasses with dragons and shit on them. I'm like, alright, I'm going to go out and buy some nice whiskey and sit down and play this game. And by the time the cutscene was over, I was absolutely fucked, and I was like, I can't even hold this controller, I'm going to bed. And I never picked it up again. And uh, I think that's what set the tone for you being like, you would like Yakuza, I'd be like, no, I fucking won't. So, uh, Steam Deck rolls around, big Sega sale, like the weekend that I get it. And I'm going through there, and I see, oh, Yakuza games are like five bucks a piece, let me buy the first like seven of them. So uh, I bought the bundles. I uh, I'm still waiting to buy Judgment because now I'm very very invested in the story of Kiryu. But um, I sat down the other day and I was like, I'll just start Yakuza Zero, see what it's about. And uh, it was one of the most fucking incredible experiences I've ever had. I by the by the end point. Yes, you have something. Well, I was gonna say what you really liked. Was <laughs> was real estate simulator? No, see, you, you haven't you haven't heard the next part of the saga because this motherfucker now owns cabaret clubs. Yeah, well, well, I, I did do well, cabaret. Well, was 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 cabaret and real estate simulator? And then there's a really cool story with, yeah, in there with, with this interesting story. But by the end of it, I like the story more <laughs> okay. than the mini games. That's good to hear. Yeah, uh, I I got everything to S rank in real estate. I bought the gold real estate statue because. It got to the point where I was making 2 billion yen every time I did a payout. Um, and I was like, I want to commemorate this by buying the Kiryu statue. And uh, Cabaret, I didn't like quite as much because it wasn't pulling in as much money. But I felt really accomplished going through a night and, you know, earning all that money and doing all the right things. Um, so it's a good mini game. Hey, but that, hey, trust me though, when you hit a fever though, and that little disco like dance theme, yeah, you're and like, then you yes, can, you can see all the money flying up. That was like cocaine. All the me. serotonin you could ever want hits you in that moment. You're like, yes, fuck yeah, let's fucking go. And like, all of my hostesses are max level. I got the club to S rank, and I have over twenty thousand fans <laughs> in Sotenbori. <laughs> fuck, but, dude. Uh, yeah, I I fucking loved it. The um. One, there were points in this game where I would cry, but there were also points where I would just be holding the Steam Deck and literally trembling because of how fucking awesome I felt. Um, the I'm mean, the first time that you you experience that in Yakuza is the first fight with Kuze, and you're like, that's oh, not fuck. the first point that I felt it actually. Oh shit! All right, I did feel really good fighting Kuze, and I did want to talk about the second fight with Kuze, the sewer. Yes, because you're fucking I, right. I dissected it afterwards, and I couldn't stop laughing because Ku there's two entrances to the sewer, <laughs> both downstairs. So Kuze had to take his shirt off and <laughs> gently guide this motorcycle down, and all this time he's just thinking this is gonna be so fucking cool. <laughs> 
And then he gets down there, and then he has to, like, unscrew a pipe from one of the walls and wait on his motorcycle for Kiryo to get down there, if he even does. And uh, I, I just thought that was a really funny thing to go into in my it, own brain. You know, in, in the moment, it's the coolest shit. But, the, like, the fucking, yeah, you break it down, he goes, he's been waiting down there with yeah, his he, motorcycle. He's been sitting on his motorcycle, like, I hope the gas doesn't run out. Fuck. <laughs> and he had to walk it down the stairs. And probably have to get like someone to help him guide it down there. I thought that was so fucking funny. So, as Luke says, is his one of his favorite characters in uh, Yakuza Zero. Is, it's one of my favorite characters in Yakuza as a whole. Is Kuze? Do you still feel that way by the end of it? Uh, I I do really like Kuze. Um, I I started the game thinking that he was a total bitch, and uh, it turns out that he was the least bitch of all of the lieutenants. <laughs> I w- would you would you say? Who's the th- who's the I know there's Shibusawa and Kuze. Who's the th- other one? Awano. I think Awano. Well, Awano was the biggest. Awano was bitch. the big- The fucking scene. Well, again, I don't want to spoil it. Never mind. I was I, like the the fucking in his disco scene, and Kiryu's like, I'm dipping out, and you hear the gunshot, and he turns around, I'm like, holy fuck. And that's uh, that's another moment that I wanted to bring up very specifically. What happens right after that with Nishiki? Um, later on in the game, very close to the end, I think it's in the final chapter. There's a point where. Nishiki says fuck my obligation to the family I don't care about anything except saving my brother and then you see his tattoo for the first time and seeing that it was a koi fish like I started shaking in my seat and like I shed a couple of tears because um, something that I always think about is the uh, the Chinese legend of the golden koi which uh, you probably know because of Pokemon but the the koi the koi fish that we uh, much sorry no just <laughs> yeah but the the golden koi in China they would swim against stream and build up conviction and strength and then when they were able to swim up the waterfall they became a dragon and seeing Nishiki's tattoo for the first time I was like he's the fucking golden koi. And I, it just fucking set me off, dude. I was all in on that. Fight. I cannot wait for you to play Yakuza One. Yeah, because holy fuck, the uh, you playing zero first which one is, is gonna like make a dragon one. seven. Dang, yeah. it's all like a dragon now. They yeah. changed the name of the series, so well, everything so y- that comes out now is like a dragon eight, like a dragon Ishin. I think they're gonna call them like like a dragon subtitle because I don't think they're gonna add eight when they didn't put seven on like a dragon. They uh, at least in Japan, it's like a Look, dragon. In, eight. in Japan, it was like a dragon seven. But so. um. Yeah, it it was fucking incredible. I do have one gripe with it, Makoto? and now I fucking really hate Makoto because it's like she didn't listen to Majima for the whole fucking game. No, and uh, which is the only sense that she had left. She couldn't see, so all that she could do was is listen. She really blind? To, yeah, she was fully blind. And then uh, Majima has all these conversations with her in the, in the beginning where he's like. I guess I'm a little lucky compared to you. They took one of my eyes. I have to wear an eye patch now. And he tells her all this shit about how he looks because she's like, oh, I want to imagine what you look like. And then at the very fucking end of this game, he meets her in the street. And he's been avoiding her this whole time because he's like, oh, I don't want to drag her into the Yakuza life. And she sees him dead on in the face, two feet away from her, and she doesn't put it together. How many fucking people do you know with a goddamn eye patch? You you will get the answer to this uh, later in two because they added a Majima story, but they, it was one of those things where 
I think the I think I could be wrong or misremembering, but I think I read that the whole reason why she doesn't remember him is because of the whole trauma of the blindness leading to what happened with the story and everything <laughs> else. Where it's hard to not spoil it. But, I want to say shit, but yeah. I can't. But where but, I am, it pissed me the fuck off. Yeah, because that's not explained in this game. It it isn't, and I, it's barely explained in the la- in the second uh, in Yakuza Two. But like, it's one of those things where you kind of have to just go. This is why. But and then, from there, uh, one other gripe that I have, I, I also really liked the fight between Majima and Nishiki, because it was like the most fan servicey shit ever. You're fighting in the bar, and Reina's like throwing him drinks and everything to like heal him. And there was points where it's like, oh, if you hit the right button combo, Majima can grab it out of the air and just be like, oh, thanks for the drink or whatever. So I thought that was a really good fight, and um. My my other big thing is uh, I guess there's a time skip for this last scene or whatever because Kiryu and Majima don't meet a single time in this game. They hear of each other. They hear rumors like, oh, he's the other guy that's helping this girl that you're in love with. You guys would be really good as a team. They never meet up a single time. And then at the very end, after they're like, all right, let's put on our Yakuza 1 looks, they, they're like walking opposite directions in the street and they stop and they see each other. And then uh, Majima's like, yo, Kiryu-chan! <laughs> and then uh, it's implied that they fight, but I'm like, at this point, they don't have a reason to fight. Well, <laughs> like, they should be doing, like, they the, should the be predator. Like, the predator handshake, like, <laughs> well, let's go get a fucking well, drink, bro. Well, and that's, again, answered in one, is Kiryu doesn't fight Majima. That's his thing. It's because, like you said, Kiryu's like, I don't have a reason to fight you. Majima is like, fucking fight me. It'd be fun. And Kiryu's like, no, it won't. And Majima's like, you fucking pussy. But uh, no, that's the thing. The thing with that is that because of the whole thing, because a lot, I remember reading a Reddit thread that was like, why did Majima like react that way to Kiryu? Like they don't know each other. And it's like, no, the whole game of Zero is them going, this other guy is here. And by that point, yeah, because there is a time skip where it's like, hey, I, I guess they, it's also- they know each other. They're both legend status by this point. I guess it's also like a respect thing for Majima. Because the two characters that he respects the most in this game, he starts off by fighting them and then building a relationship. And I yep. think that's what he wants with Kiryu. Bro, the fucking... What was his handler's name that was in the Omi? Uh, Shingawa, I think? Fucking love that character. I, I fucking hated him, and I'm glad that he's dead. But... <laughs> oh, well. It doesn't affect the story. The well, fact... I love I love him as a foil for Majima. Yeah, Like, that... he was a, such a good, like other like character to like push Majima along that I agree with but um like when he fights with uh the guy in the, the knife and quote the- unquote Makoto I won't spoil that um and then uh the guy with the knife I can't remember his name but he wears the red suit and then he kind of like adopts that fighting style they had a deep respect so I think Majima just kind of like yeah forms respect around the people that he fights and I like that but um, it's such a fucking incredible game. And then uh, getting to the end on the boat with Kiryu and that final fight that he goes through. God. I was like. It's so good. And I love how that fight is structured because uh, the opponent keeps switching styles. So you're supposed to use every fighting style that you've unlocked so far. It's so fucking or cool. Or you do all the real estate and you just dragon style the motherfucker. Well, I, I tried doing dragon style for the first part, and then I was like, okay, maybe I need to use rush because he's dodging everything yeah. that I throw at him. So there's like, it goes rush and then uh, beast 
and then brawler, I'm, brawler, quote unquote. But I just switched straight to dragon. Yeah, for that. well, because at that point, dragon's just the better brawler. Yeah, but um, I thought that was a really cool gameplay mechanic, and uh, I loved the scene right before that. There can only be one dragon, and he rips the fucking shirt off. So <laughs> fucking tight, bro. No, so that's actually how I got into Yakuza because someone was saying all oh, these games are great, and I was like, cool. And I just looked up Yakuza OST because I'm like, I've heard this game has great soundtracks, and it was that. It was Twin Dragon, the the final boss music, but like the extended version with the intro build up. And I was like, yo, this sounds fucking cool. And so I played Zero because of it. Yeah, I. Uh, that's one thing that also made me like tremble in my seat was the uh, the last part is Majima, the last like run through beat em up section. The music in that part fucking got me going, dude. Wasn't that the, the one like other vocal track that like, it's called Rain, I think. I think so, but it's like that heavy, like almost synthesizer metal, metal yeah. kind of shit. I was like, oh my god, this is so good. The fight, uh, too. I, cause I love that. I love how Dojima is brought into this, and like how it's, and who gets to face kind of the Dojima side, and who gets to face the Makoto side. Also, the real homie in this situation was Tachibana. Yeah, Tachibana was like the OG. That third the- Kuze fight. You felt so good beating his ass. Yeah, I, I felt really vindicated then. And then, uh, I mean, Kuze, I, I won't say much. But There's fucking four fights with Kuze in the whole game. Yeah. Three of them use the same soundtrack. It's play, it's Plague of Demons. And then they use, a th- the fourth one is the same kind of style, but it's softer and more ambient. Almost like, oh, this is the final bit. It's so good. Yeah, so you it, like the final fight? No, no, it's the final fight with Kuze, the but fight. they Kuze gets four. They're, the final fight, to me, like the build up to that was so fucking cool, because like over time it's like oh they're they're trying to get the MT lot, trying to do this, trying to do this, and then one guy's like it's my turn now, and just immediately just shit goes. So h- how long? You got a while. Well, how yeah? How long would you say if I didn't do? If you don't do any of the side stories 40. or anything, I'd, I'd say forty hours. Yeah, forty hours is probably accurate. The the problem with me is I did way too much in all the mini games. I would recommend so, doing side stories though on the side, like on the side. It also sounds good. like doing real estate has helped you because you could buy all I, of the upgrades. I finished all of the skill trees. I've helped you have enough money for all the skill trees. Well, if if you do so, if you do real estate for Kiryu and Cabaret also- for Majima, you unlock their final style. So like. You get three styles for each character, and then you get the legend style, which is only accessible so, through, through doing the mini club and real estate. Real estate, damn. Okay. Which, I was thinking, man, I'd love it if we were bigger, and because I was like, man, it'd be so good if I played through Yakuza, and then we all have jump on Discord together, and then I would stream and record, and then we could all talk. And, I mean, we could still do that because I'd be super down. Cause like, yeah. like, 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 watch you play Last of Us. Have like people would, that people would like to also have that. Because I mean, we can record I mean, it. We could do that without recording it. But I was saying, if we record, I mean, we could record talk, it. I mean, you, we could. we could put it on the screen. You, that could we be could our be in, first. Well, honestly, what I could do is I could just do the thing where on PC where you just play on your Xbox but have it on my PC. And we can uh, we can be on Discord. Like we don't have to be here. We can be on Discord and like you can stream it I and can show still it off. I stream my screen yeah. even if I'm playing Xbox on the yeah, we we t- we could still do it. I'd be super down to do it cuz Yakuza 0 Yakuza 0 is is one of those games that like 
everyone who plays it. Did it come they, out before or after Like a Dragon? Before. It, Yakuza 1 through 5 happened. Then they did 0. Then the remake for 1. Then 6. Then the remake for 2. Okay. Like a Dragon is the most recent in the the main story arc of the series. I re- um, the only time I learned really like heard about Yakuza was when Donkey did his Like a Dragon video. And I was like... I can't show you the like a dragon video that like is like the like like with like a like a dragon uh with no context or whatever like I showed you the zero one because uh-huh. they spoil shit everything yeah yeah so they spoil some big shit and I'm like I don't want to do that because okay. like a dragon has some of those like oh fuck moments too like zero has where you're like no fucking way this guy the same way that zero does speaking of which <laughs> I. Uh, I, after I'd finished the game, I went to lay down and I was just scrolling through Twitter before I went to sleep. And um, I saw a tweet by RGG and they were like, hey, the new Yakuza Summit or like a dragon summit has uh, just been uploaded to YouTube. You guys should go watch it. And I was like, okay, let's go see what they announced. They announced three new games at this summit. Yakuza 8 or like a dragon 8. The Ishin uh, game, which is a samurai spinoff. And then the yak it was called Like a Dragon, the Man Who Something. I'm just calling it Gaiden, because yeah. that's it's like a dragon Gaiden, the man who whatever, and it's a Kiryu the story. The man who abandoned his name, I think. Yeah. It's a Kiryu story set between six and seven. Yeah, so it's what happened to Kiryu during where he wasn't there in uh six. whatever. But uh I I watched it and then I it starts off with the Ishin trailer. And I was like, okay, like Ishin looks fun. Yeah, I I wasn't like super hype on it because like I've just been playing Zero, and I'm like, okay, well, I just want the story. Ishin just looks like Zero, but better graphics. To be honest with you, I have a quick question. In in such a long anthology of games, Mm -hmm. um, how do you explain? Because in a lot of these games, it sounds like you like power up and you unlock skills and fighting styles. I can explain explain that easily. How so, do you explain the next game? Does he lose all recollection of how to fight? So, uh, well, the, so in Yakuza One, right? Uh, you go to jail for ten years. Okay, that's 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 a good one. In, I read that in the uh, the <laughs> the credit scene. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. So Yakuza Yakuza One, it's the prologue, and then Kiryu goes to jail. Yeah. In Yakuza One to Two, he has dipped and is taking care of a girl, a little girl, and he comes back. And it's like, oh shit, Yakuza 2 to 3. Y- 2 to 3 is the only one that's like different because, like, it's like, oh shit. By this point, it's like, all right, he's just a good fighter. It isn't until Yakuza, I think, 5 or even, th- no, actually, no, even 3. Because he pretty much each game ends with him going, I'm leaving this life. <laughs> and the next game goes, I'm back, back in. <laughs> I think 6, though, is the only one that I think emotional, well, 5 and 6 emotionally hit you with, like, oh, he's back in for, like, like, well, like, if those are the ones that you're saying are the only ones that emotionally hit you, I'll be fucking wrecked by that point because Zero had me crying several well, times. Not emotionally, you just like emotionally invest Kiryu. Because Zero is like, it is about Dojima because it's the first one. The first game is like, oh, he's, he's, it's emotional, but then he leaves. Three, four, and I, I'll even say five. It's just, oh, we need you back in because you fixed the last thing, so fix this one. Yeah. Six is like, oh, he's in and he's going to fuck over every single person who fucked him because of this. Okay. And it's like, oh shit. And then Seven is a new guy who's just like, I want to be a, a hero. Okay. And you're like, okay, cool. No, it's it's they they do the thing of like, yeah, he he went to jail for a while. 
so he straight forgot. To straight to jail. <laughs> straight to jail. <laughs> You'd be so, th- honestly, the amount of like it's it's really ironic that like most of the Yakuza characters are like fifty or sixty years old now, yeah. by 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 like a dragon standards. But that that's one thing that I wanted like to bring an ancient up. Ancient dragon <laughs> with the uh, the summit or whatever that they had. Are we on time? In uh, yeah, it's pretty long. Okay, oh, well, well no, keep going. With uh, with the Ishin thing, they bring out a panel of people. Because in Ishin, they're bringing back characters they haven't had since Zero. And uh, it's Awano, Kuze, and Shibusawa. and Shibusawa. And when they brought the actors out, I was like, that's just fucking them. They look exactly no, how they do in the game. They do, because they're like big name actors in Japan. And that was one of the kickers for Zero, oh. was they got these three. That's and awesome. people Kuze got specifically is just exactly the same it's with white crazy. hair. And yeah, I was like, oh my god. It, the voice is the same and everything. It was so cool. And now I'm interested in playing all three of those games. Well, they're they're adding in. I think with Kuze and the in those three, they're implementing them into certain characters in Ishin, right? Yeah, they uh, they also added like a dragon characters. I think it's Kuze and Awano are the two heads of the organization that Kiryu's character joins, and then Shibusawa is kind of like an advisor kind of role, which kind of fits for him. But I don't know. Uh, exactly how that story is going to go yet. I'm definitely going to play it now. I though. mean, Ishin is originally a PS3 game that, like the same thing, had characters that appeared from the previous Yakuza games. Now they're changing it to feature the ones that most of American Oh my gosh, know. she is, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Kuze's actor. Apparently, yo, I think I said this in the podcast, but Kuze's, act, like, Kuze's actor is, is down with trans people because as he says... Hey, I dated a girl who was trans. She gave monster head. So trans people deserve rights. <laughs> Kuze's the goat once again. <laughs> dude, it's awesome. Make a movie with the actors. No, please. honestly, no, dude. I have said this before that if they want to go real deep and make a side story game, give me Kuze's introduction to the opera. Oh, I see. That would be great. I see a bunch of the uh, lieutenants are all. Yep. Are all real people essentially? Yeah, they, they that, that's why the face models look fucking great in Yakuza because they're all based on real people and they go deep with them details. Yeah, that's why when you look at their hands, it's like, oh, look at those polygons. And you look at the face, and like, holy fuck, <laughs> look yeah. at them glistening sweat. But in conclusion, Yakuza good. Yakuza's very good. The Mad Dog finally broke his cage and the dragon was born, and I can't wait to see what happens next. I cannot wait for you to play Kwame. Honestly, if you get to three. Because I, I st- in my playthrough, I played the first zero, one, and two, and then because of how old three is, I was like, I'm gonna take a break. I, do I might have, I might mastered, re- and I've most of what I've been playing on Steam Deck is like Sonic Adventure and Nights into Dreams. So you, you should be zero, fine. So I'll be fine. I'm, I'm probably gonna pick that one up because I, I've At hearing least, you talk about it. I want to get back in Yakuza, and I think playing three, four, and five would be fun to do. I, I know that playing three is going to be better than trying to play something like Shinmu at least. Oh yeah. So I, I will say that's this, all I need. I'm gonna say this right now. If you play three, just go ahead and put on easy mode because the worst part of three is in certain combats, people, every enemy has an unbreakable block. To the point where playing on easy is the only way to fucking get get like rid of that. Jesus. Yeah, it's annoying. But yeah. Yakuza good. Yakuza very good. Well, this was a long one, but that's okay. That's good. It was a really good one. We covered a lot of shit. I, uh, there are many mental points where I was like, there are so many good TikToks in this. <laughs> so many good clips. So much oh, yeah, this is going to be some good shit. But yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Go check us out on Instagram. SideQuest underscore podcast. Matt's new PC should be up soon. TikTok is going to be side underscore quest underscore podcast. And uh, as always. As always. 
take it sleazy. <laughs>